Hello, this is the audio-only version of the Council on Future Conflicts. If you prefer video, please join us on the Future Conflicts channel on YouTube. If you'd like to watch the show live and participate in the chat, the show begins at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, as well as a special Saturday evening show at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, sharing our show with friends, and reviewing us on your podcasting app of choice. Now on with the show. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is the Future Conflict. I am uh, Scott, the uh, proprietor of the uh, Future Conflict channel, and this is Ukraine War Day 75. Uh, with me, as always, is the undefeatable uh, count- Council on Future Conflict. Uh, so far today, we've got uh, Joe, Mike, and Watcher. We may have a couple others uh, pop in, but, uh, you know, this is a quorum. This is all we need. Uh, Joe, how are you this weekend? Well, I am both well and good at the same time. What's that? Not, I was gonna say, I said the weekend, so it's uh, not really the weekend anymore. You know, I lost an entire day over the weekend, and I was gonna be mad at you yesterday because you weren't on the ball with getting a thumbnail out and getting a link out. Then I realized (laughs) it was only Sunday. But you you gained a day essentially by doing that. It's like you thought it was Monday, all of a sudden you went back a day. I was like, I got a free day. That's awesome. Well, uh, Mike, what about you? Did you get a free day this weekend? Oh, hell, I don't know, man. I'm retired. Every day is the same. Every day is the same? Literally. I mean, other than the stock market not being on on the weekends, which is a mercy. um, Yeah, here lately, right? I mean, the the market's been just nuts. Yeah, I I pulled almost everything out, uh, I don't know. March sometime. Not Smart not investment not, not investment advice, right? I, you know, it, it, I am always kind of surprised, real over the last couple of years, that it's taken this uh, taken this long for you know a, a real correction or a bear market. It it's just been weak. But uh, I am well to answer your question. Everything's everything's beautiful. Well, that's good, man. Uh, you know, any day, uh, any day you can say nice things uh, about the world is a is a is a good day, right? Um, speaking Let's of not saying, get away. Say, say, saying beautiful things about the world, um, Watcher, how are you doing today? Oh, Scott, I'm doing fantastic. Just uh, nothing, nothing like getting back up a week long vacation to make you need a week long vacation, if you know what I mean. Well, you know, you know, you know, it's always funny. It's it's great to go on a vacation, but the funny thing is, it's almost as great at the end of the vacation to come back home and get back into your like regular Brother, routine. Yes, I'll tell you what, I I had a little bit of a, a, a I I don't know what you call it, just a little geek out nerdgasm uh this morning over being able to drink my own good coffee instead of having to buy starbucks coffee from a gas station um you know this was an interesting comment that that i thought i saw here and this and you know yesterday was ve day and i did not see any celebrations of this I don't want to. I don't want to tip my hand on this, but uh, Joe, what do you think on that? 
Well, as I uh, as I commented right after that, I saw a pretty spectacular one in the middle of the night, uh, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Germany outlawed it. So there's probably a lesson in there somewhere. Well, you know, my thought is this, right? Is that as soon as in in the 1950s when we when we brought you know uh, Germany over to the side of the angels, at least West Germany, um, you know, we I I think the whole VE thing went away because we didn't really want to take our newfound allies and and rub their faces in it every year. Now, granted, you know, there was still a lot of uh, there were still a lot more smaller ceremonies and things like that, you know, like all, especially, you know, in Normandy and you know, every year we celebrated Normandy and we celebrate, you know, the Memorial Day. You know, we had Memorial Day and, and they had what do they call it over there? They, they, it's the same day because it's the end of World War One. Right. Remembrance Day. Remembrance Day. Right. And, you know, you got the poppies and all that kind of stuff in England. Now, they're all the all the World War Two stuff essentially got thrown into that. Um, so. So for me, I think it kind of makes sense, you know, in Western Europe to kind of, you know, rehabilitate the bad guys by, uh, you know, by not flaunting your victory in their face. You know, it's and, and I think the Memorial Day is a better way to kind of do it anyway. It's not about remembering the victory. It's more about remembering the, the fallen who have sacrificed themselves. But that's my thought on that. That may not that I don't know that I'm exactly in agreement with you there, Joe. But at the same time, you know, like I always have a hard time. You know, when I read books about Germany and uh, Russia fighting on the Eastern Front, I don't know who to who to root for. It's almost like it depends on which general that I'm following because I like the generals more than I like the sides. Well, and they're both and they're both tyrannical murder machines. So it's kind of like a, a little known historical fact is that. Uh... Patton uh, said that we should continue rolling right on into Russia at the end of World War II because we he said we're going to have and to he wasn't, yeah. And he yeah. wasn't alone. He, yeah. he said we should rearm the German army who will join us as brothers and, and go and smash the communists. That's exactly and, right. And Churchill was a little more explicit than that. Churchill said we should exploit the period in which we had the nukes and the Ruskies didn't in order well, and, to turn them and into the fact that they were lot. currently on a war footing rather than demobilizing and then having to remobilize again. So, yeah, De Gaulle, De Gaulle Hunch in the chat says De Gaulle said it too. So yeah, Churchill, Patton. I mean, essentially it was the Americans. But here's the thing. FDR... He was the kind of the the master manipulator in the whole thing. He, you know, as the as the dictator of uh, of America at the time, he was the one that really controlled everything in Washington. And he and like the whole Yalta summit. I mean, he he truly saw Stalin as his as his buddy, as his as somebody he could work with. Yeah, his wife actually admired him quite a bit. So, well, yeah. and, and hey, considering what yesterday was and what we're talking about, I think it's wonderful. And we should always remind everyone that uh, Russia actually started that war out on the side of the Nazis. They started on the side of the Nazis. And uh, it wasn't until Hitler stabbed Stalin in the back that it, and he was truly surprised. He, you know, he, I think he was even warned that Hitler was going to stab him in the back. He said, no, no, never not my friend Hitler. So uh, never a socialist brother. There's a, an important point to be made there too that it was a 
socialist brotherhood thing. Even though everyone constantly tries to tell me that the national socialists were not socialists. But Hunch, he wasn't a commie, though he was a socialist, though. Yes. Um, you know, remember communism, the difference between communism and socialism is, is a, is a, is a distinct yet small difference. Socialism uses the democratic institutions in order to take power through democratic means. Whereas communism arises from a, a revolutionary movement of the workers where they overthrow the bourgeois and, uh, institute a totalitarian of the, of the proletariat. That's the, the considerable difference between, um, you know, one is more totalitarian than the other. But in the end, they both use the exact same uh, economic uh, measures. And, fascism, and I believe it was Lenin who said the goal of socialism is communism. So, and, well, and Fascism, very roughly, is when you do the exact same thing, but you do it through uh, uh, capturing the economic elites in a country rather than the political elites. Well, the idea, too, is with a socialist movement, you you never have to have a revolution. You just kind of you, you evolve into uh, into communism. Diatica has it. They're socialists when running for election, communist after they win. Uh, Anti-commie for five. I like that name all of a sudden. Uh, the difference between communism and socialism is you start at socialism and end at communism. Well, <clears throat> I think you're right. I think ultimately the goal is to is to reach that point where uh, the property is not is is redefined as the uh, as the resources of the state. Um, and people you know, are I'm, redefined as property. Well, so uh, <clears throat> I want to before we jump into the map se map segment, which I've got it all set and ready to go. That I didn't just write it the thirty minutes before the show started. Um, before we jump into this, I wanted to kind of give you guys a little update. Uh, we had our internal meeting over the weekend instead of doing the Saturday show, and what and, and a lot of really good stuff came out of it. And so I, I wanted to. I don't. I don't know what the perception is of the audience, right? Um, I mean, the the future conflict channel is my YouTube show, but you know, every time you see me, you see Joe, you see Mike, you see Watcher, you know. So I didn't know. I don't know what you guys perceive this as, um, but it, it's a collective group, right? And we have just. It was never a planned thing, really. It was more of a spontaneous. Hey, do you want to do this? And we all just kind of collectively said, "Sure, let's do it." And so uh, it's just like a group of guys, a group of friends who get together and do their thing, right? Well, as the audience is growing and as the, you know, as the information that we're passing on, honestly, is more serious, um, what we're trying to do is, is bring you guys more value, right? And so um, what we did over the weekend is figure out ways that we can better uh, do you know, basically do what we've been doing, but better, right? And so uh, make you guys in 
probably what you'll see is a lot more, uh, not of what I'm doing right now, which is rambling, but just more on target of uh, points, uh, information. You know, the, we'll have segments where Joe leads the segment because it's, it's something he's prepped. You know, he gives us the, the reading materials ahead of time, and then we have a nice, tight 25-minute segment uh, on uh, a topic. And then we move on, uh, and then Mike might have a segment that day, and then I may have a segment. So we'll just kind of, everybody will kind of uh, lead their own segments, and usually we'll probably have themes, right? Like, so, you know, my stuff may be more military-focused because, you know, that's that's my wheelhouse, whereas Joe may be thinking more about political instability and, and domestic or uh you know internal strife like what we did with the south africa stuff and what he's done some of the stuff that he's done on his channel uh you know mike down there you know he's got that wealth of information about the interaction uh for a lot of these kind of rogue states like iran uh so he may be leading some stuff uh, on topics like that especially as they align with some of the things that he's done with his books uh and what maybe he'll give us a little peek into where he's going with his books in the future. So uh, that's kind of what you're going to be seeing. Um, you know, our shows generally go about two and a half hours. What we're going to try to do, and I, I guarantee we'll, we will fail spectacularly, but what we are, the intent is for us to uh, plan our show to be a two-hour show. <clears throat> and it will be broken up like this. It, you know, we do an introduction, kind of like what we've done today. Do that for about 10 minutes. And then we'll go into the map segment. And so whether we're talking about Ukraine and Russia or whether we start talking about other places or maybe we start just looking at the world as a whole, right? And then zooming in on various different locales to kind of let you guys know what's going on there. There will be a kind of a map segment and that will be an opportunity for us to talk about a lot of things kind of quickly. And then, and then we'll go into the segments. And as of right now, we're looking at having three segments uh, each show. And that would essentially be 25 minutes or so segments each, maybe 25 to 30 minutes. And then the way we do promos, like when we talk about tacticalwisdom.com, what we do normally is we just kind of wait toward the end. Or if it comes up during the show, we'll mention it. But the idea is, is what we'll kind of insert the promos during the show during the segments so that you guys like when you're here to listen you're actually uh you know you're actually getting joe's information or you're getting mike's information or you're getting us our guests information right um instead of us doing it at the end when there's only you know like 50 people still left in the room right so the idea is we want to do do right by joe do right by mike do right by you know, Ron uh, or Mark Seebley, if he ever comes back to talk about his uh, sequel. Um, drink. Well, it's, it's, I was going to say it's morning for you guys, so you can. I could drink. I, I, I actually you you act left. as if that's a bar to something. You cannot drink all day if you don't get started early. That's, that's true. Yeah. You, you must not be committed, right? Yeah, but I'm the not, idea... uh, not, not, not constrained by society's petty... Uh... Expectations. Well, and Mike, Mike, you can as a as a retiree, you can drink. Nobody's holding you back. Yeah, but I don't drink. Oh, that's right. But so um, so anyway, the idea is is we bring some structure to the show. Um, you guys will get a little more out of it, and then we'll also maybe do some bonus segments where we kind of tack them onto the end. 
you know, you'll be able to see them live, but the idea is, is any of the bonus segments, we would then chop off of the, vi- the on-demand shows, and you'd have to go over to our uh, locals to, to be able to view those. I'm getting ready to sneeze. Oh, I'm going to cover your sneeze here real quick. Uh, Rick, I just want to answer your question. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Joe and I assembled a, a team of, of people to watch cams all over. Um, they planned events all three nights. They put their rep on the line and then chickened out nationwide all three nights, which seems awfully coordinated. Don't you think Joe? Yeah, there's there was something up. I don't really know what it is. Maybe they're saving it all for this week, but, uh, I don't know. Really no idea. I, I would think that's more because someone at a higher level put the kibosh on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Flam- inflammatory. That is, hey, this is not the time to have a summer of love. You know, that's definitely guess. that's definitely how it seems because there were multiple very interesting coincidences that happened, like a fire alarm owned by in a hotel or in a theater owned by the mayor of the city, whom Antifa has clashed with often. Uh, fire alarm getting pulled right before the event, and then the event melting like sugar in the rain. Well, the other thing I thought was interesting too. I well, here's the thing. My I I think that you're just not gonna see see it really kick off until you have something else. Like you know, it's it's kind of like they're building tension so that when you pop the balloon, it goes with a pop versus just a, which is probably what would have happened. I think they have other constituencies on the left that they want to get uh, activated before they they go hog wild. Uh, anyways, and, and they also might wait wait for a different timing closer to midterms. No, yeah. no, no. We, Joe and I agree with you, but what we what it has seemed like is when we have noticed them doing things. It seems like Antifa is specifically trying to create an incident between one of them and a cop on the street in order to make it that inciting incident. Well, that's kind of that's kind of interesting uh, and almost suicidal to a point, right? I mean, you know, they're actually hoping for one of these cops to do something stupid. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So anyway, that's that's what we were talking about this week. And and so within we're going to try to institute some of these things uh, slowly over the next two weeks. But in two weeks time, we're going to have another meeting where we're going to essentially outline our schedule for for the next couple uh, maybe the next month or so. So that, you know, and then starting at that point, we will have the kind of the new format of the show ready to go. Uh, and to come for five. So what state is going to have the George Floyd moment then? We know. We well, they're still really, really, really trying to push that Grand Rapids shooting. The problem is, is there's Joe, much- Joe, you're muted. Yeah, they, they are. And then we had another one uh, kind of between Detroit and Grand Rapids in the middle of that. So they were oh. pushing that one over the weekend too. So, Oh, and then another one that I'm sure is going to become big is that one of them was firebombing cars in Raleigh and got shot by cops, and that all got recorded, and that uh, that that came out yesterday. I mean, if you're firebombing cars, I'm pretty sure that's an acceptable thing to happen to you. Yeah, that's harder to kind of get the people behind, right? I mean, what they really need is a George Floyd, somebody who's like, you know, uh, you know, who, who's who's uh, you know, on the video is not doing anything offensive. And it, you know, there's something, somebody you can just blame the police for, right? That's the right. kind of inciting incident they're looking for. 
But anyway, that's not what we're ta- here to talk about today. You're, you don't want to hear about that. You want to hear about the map. Everyone just can't wait to hear about the map. Hey, we got 89 people uh, are, that are here to uh, prove you wrong there, Joe. Hey, kid, you want to get some maps? <laughs> hey, hey, kid, come over here and check out that map. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Starting with Kharkov. <laughs> the Ukrainian counteroffensive uh, in northeast of uh, Kharkov City has likely forced Russian troops to redeploy to Kharkov instead of reinforcing stalled Russian offensive operations elsewhere in eastern Ukraine. This should sound familiar, and I'll, I'll come to the, the punchline at the Hold end. Hold on. Did we get this map from Scooby-Doo in the gang? Do- no, this is this is this is the the map that I got told to pull from. I kind of like it. Right, I'm just, it's, I'm just, uh, it's just a little different. That's all. Carry on. It is. We we've got all three though. See, it's a it's a smorgasbord of maps. <laughs> smorgasbord. That's what I like. Poor Stan is missing this too. Russian forces are likely amassing uh, in Belgrade to deploy to Kharkov city region to prevent the Ukrainian counteroffensive in the area from reaching the inter- the international border. Uh, Ukrainian general staff reported that units of the first tank army are concentrated in Belgrade, uh, Russia, for deployment to areas near the Ukraine-Russia border. Uh, Ukrainian general staff also noted that the main Russian effort around Kharkiv city is oriented around preventing Ukrainian counteroffensive from pushing uh, Russian forces any further. Um, this is in line like I said, wait for it. This is in line with our earlier predictions that Ukraine operations in and around Kharkiv were designed to sap the forces from the main Russian objective. So this kind of goes back to that uh, that that outline that we did a couple weeks ago where we kind of talked about disruption zones and where the, the Ukrainians would try to uh, push just as a counterattack in order to draw forces away from Russia's main uh, assault, which is... Ha- go flowing through Izum. Uh, so real quick before uh, we move on, there's so we've started to notice that the the Russian T90M tanks have started been showing up. Now they don't have a lot of T90M tanks in their arsenal. I think it's less than something less than a hundred uh, total. Um, and so if I remember correctly, I think a BTG has approximately thirty something tanks in it it could be a little more than that um because but they have less tanks in a platoon and less than a company i think it's nine nine in a company maybe 10 in a company total i think so whereas we have 14. um but <clears throat> excuse me but so so these tanks be starting to show up and show up dead um is is notable uh as something that we really haven't seen before we've seen t90 tanks before which is their most modern model but this is the most modernized version uh and has only been fielded in the last couple years um this tank actually oddly enough was featured prominently in the uh, parade that we saw today um so uh (coughs) remember what this looks like dead because we'll see another one that's alive later (coughs) all right uh Moving over to Izum, uh, Russian forces did not conduct uh, did not conduct confirmed attacks in, in, in any direction from Izum on the on the eighth. Uh, Ukrainian general staff stated Russian forces continue to regroup units, replenish reserves, and reconnoiter Ukrainian positions to continue offensive uh, operation in the Izum, Barnikov, and Izum Slovyansk directions. 
Um, that being said, you know, when you have stuff like this happen, what we're getting ready to look at, this would this would definitely put a damper on your operation. So this what this is is like a little kind of fob type deal that they set up. It's a uh, probably a forward logistics base. You know, this is the kind of place where they would store fuel, store uh, ammunition. Um, we see what looks like ammunition or, or fuel going up. And then uh, this is also where you would have uh, tanks brought back for like maybe depot uh, level uh, repairs. That's ammunition right there going up. That's what you get for putting it in the open. <laughs> no camouflage as well. Well, the, the 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 irony is is that they actually they actually look like they stored this stuff properly with uh, individual berms around each one of these uh, ammo trucks, but they're yeah. still pretty damn close together. So, I mean, this looks bad, but they probably only got like, well, you know, four I, or five of these targets. Those little green broccoli looking things next to them are called trees. Well, and or, if you put stuff under trees, it's harder to see. Also, I mean, you had time to dig the berms out, but you didn't have time to just drape a simple bit of camo netting over the top of those berms. I don't know how much that would have done, to be quite honest with you. I, mean, I think what we're seeing here is not precision stuff. I think we're seeing artillery. If you look at the uh, all the shell, the, if you look at all the shell holes around when they when they pull out, yes, you'll see how many shells they had to sh shoot at this place in order to get uh, you know that one spectacular explosion. So. Um, that being said, you're seeing all these uh, UAV uh, supercuts of of Ukrainian artillery hitting tanks and whatnot, and it looks very accurate, right? Well, the, yeah. the thing you got to remember is that you got to shoot a lot of rounds to get that way. And there's also an old kind of adage with artillery: you're only as good as your observer. Um, true. Well, when you've got a, a basically when you have perfect uh, vision, you know, if you're an artillery forward, you know, forward observer right at the the fire direction center, the FDC, and you're watching your your target on a, you know, on through HD, you know, drone view, it's very easy to to kind of make corrections. <coughs> you know, if if that's what you're dealing with there. So um, that's that's the kind of thing that you know they've got a lot easier than we had in previous wars with all this drone stuff and, and whatnot. And I just hope that uh, we we are learning these lessons uh, just along with the rest of the world. Well, I want to point um, out something else too is that that a little of this is theatrics because while that's a spectacular hit on the ammo truck in general, hitting a depot level maintenance thing, you're hitting things that are already out of the fight. But it does look cool because they can't move away. So if you wanted to make a slick video. Um, a repair depot is a great thing to hit because nothing can get away from you there. Well, I mean, this is more than just a repair depot. They wouldn't, you know, this has got probably all classes of supplies to include class, you know, class five, which is ammunition. Uh, wait a second. Yeah, class five is ammunition. Class three is fuel. Um, and then you've got, you know, all, then you've got, like I said, I think they're doing repair work there as well. So, that would be my guess. I, I don't know. I, I haven't done it. And I'm just out here looking for the class six. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think the class six just went up in that in that plume of smoke right there. <laughs> I think Russian tankers are definitely fueled by uh, class six in, in 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 the world of the military. Class six it refers almost exclusively to alcohol. 
um, because you have to go to the classic market in order to buy it on post. Um, 108 people watching live. Thank you guys for jumping on with us this morning. Uh, it is Monday. Oh, and look who uh, shows up just in time to to join us on the map, the map quest. I wouldn't. Stan. Have, I wouldn't. Have. Would you say we have a plethora of maps? Plethora. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> uh, Anticami for two dollars says class six is most important. <coughs> yes, it yes, and truly is. Um, morning, morning, everybody. So, what do you what do you know this morning, Stan? I watched the whole. Uh, I watched uh, all of the coverage on uh, the Telegraph, uh, UK Telegraph feed this morning. So, Stan, you, little... you speak some Russian, right? Yeah, a little. Yeah, how was their translation? Did it did it leave anything? Yeah, were, were there any points where you were like, huh? No. I, on a scale of 10, it was about a five and a half, six. Yeah, kind he, of he, yeah, he had, he kind of had trouble ke keeping up, I thought. Yeah, yeah. But and and I, the accuracy was a little, a little suspect. In I, I, I did feel like it, he, you know, for somebody like me who doesn't speak any Russian, I've, I, I've, at least I felt like I had some idea what the guy yeah, was talking about. There's a lot of nuance that gets lost. I mean, my, my wife is, uh, is, phd in russian literature so i can't compete with her but uh so if you want to get into dostoevsky or tolstoy or Chekhov or whatever we can do that but i mean there was a lot of nuance in that that doesn't come through from the guy who's been to moscow three times and was taking russian so well and then also and, too, and, and he was he was standing on the accelerator as it relates to nato in the u.s that, that's for sure you're talking about Putin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He he, he talked to he, what he did about three sentences, four sentences <coughs> on the uh, veterans of the of the great patriotic war and went straight to now let's talk about America. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, uh, we'll see. We're going to we'll, we're going to be talking about that. That's uh, <coughs> in our next segment. But uh, let's finish up the map real quick so we can get to it. Um, all right, moving forward. Uh, let's see, where were we? E-Zoom, right, yes. So moving on, Donetsk, line of control area. So this is kind of looking around that uh, <coughs> Servo Donetsk salient. Um, Russian forces intensified ground and air, uh, ground, air, and artillery attacks in the Donetsk, uh, Luhansk, Oblots on May 8th. Ukrainian sources reported that uh, Ukrainian forces withdrew from Popazna, uh, confirming the Russian forces established full control of the city in the last few days. According to Russian sources, there's been heavy fighting. <coughs> Excuse me. I ran out of water. <coughs> oh, According to Russian sources, there's been heavy fighting in the area around Servodonetsk. <coughs> they also claimed to have broken through... Uh, Ukrainian defenses. SBRs after you, buddy. SBRs yeah, Scott's got the plague. Yeah. <laughs> They've also been reporting of heavy fighting around Pirovilka and uh, Shiplivka. Ah, we have a fight. All right. The good the good news is is I have a really good two minute long uh, Spetsnaz gunfight for you guys to watch from this area. <laughs> so while you do that, I'm going to get. Uh, I'm gonna go get some more water. <laughs> and, Be and, right back. 
And if you need some more time, I've I've uh, I've got some Chechen footage for you guys. That's uh, also in probably from the Papazna area, if I had to guess. Why is she wearing the Make America Great Again hat? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's let's actually collusion. Let's check. Collusion. Let's check. Hold on. What is that? Yeah, I always look at that true patch, and I, how the hell do you get out of that? In yeah, out of that, right? What is that hat? That's a Cincinnati Reds hat. Yeah, right. It's just something, something terribly Russian, I'm sure. Oh, look at the Soviet patch on that guy. Well, you just called somebody a very bad word. Um, it always amazes me when we see these videos that you know you're in combat and you're wearing a camouflage uniform and then you got on a red hat or a red stripe. They're all wearing uh, old school Soviet patches. You know, and the Soviet flags were hot and heavy in that parade. Yeah. Yeah, but the most striking thing about the parade is that I, it, it dawned on me halfway through that the the Medal of St. George and that banner with the burgundy and orange, um, yeah. it's Virginia Tech colors. Oh, shit. Well, that's, <laughs> that's I'm a Try some of this Kentucky uh, cough medicine. It'll, I don't know where you Hear what ails you. <sighs> Soothing. Look at this highly disciplined warrior here. Um, well, if I had an armored vehicle, I'm not sure why in yep. the heck I would be standing in front of it. Yep, yep. Highly disciplined warriors. Well, you know, he was using it for cover, and it just kind of took off on him. Speaking of, oh, highly disciplined warriors. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to say anything about the just the manner in which that they were. That they now This guy's a little different. This is Rambo. This is the Chechen Rambo right here. <laughs> and then this guy falls on his ass. <clears throat> falls on his ass. This guy almost shoots his buddy. He did get in the required seven Allahu Akbar's. In the well, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'll be honest with you. This super chat makes even more sense now, actually. Kevin Dorr for $5 says, Russia is losing the PR award. No kidding. With, with turkeys like these? Yeah, they should get those Russian guys who won the the, the 16 election for uh, Trump with 40k yeah. and Facebook ads. Now I got to point out, this is my favorite. When he drops his rifle, by like clearly he's still firing it when he drops it, so it's an accident, right? But then he recovers by ah yes, the good old up fame. yours. Up yeah, yours. I thought. See, I I thought he ran out of ammo. I thought he, uh, he it was a belt fed. I thought it was a belt fed. Right? It was a. Like a PKM. Could be, but it looks to me like it goes off once right here before he drops it. 
It looks like it kind of well, got have, away from have him. you considered that he might be under the influence of certain stimulants? I no, I no. he visited the plastic store. Perish the thought. What would uh can 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 Allah see all the I way just like how he, he he I I liked how he had us <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I just I anyway, I could watch this all day. <laughs> wow. There's another 499 super chat you had after that one. <clears throat> oh, uh, well, there's another one. Okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you, Greg. Uh, Greg for four ninety nine. I've got totally not COVID virus lingering cough. Not COVID though. Move on, citizen. Nothing. To well, you know, I mean, I could have COVID. I don't know. I mean, you know, shit happens, right? FBI, open up. But you guys. Ever since, ever since uh, Vladimir Putin did away with COVID, we don't have anything to worry about. Hell, over here in Korea, they're talking about people being able to walk around outside without masks on now. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that only, is it, that, only is that public buildings indoors? No, only because of public buildings indoors have they. Uh, uh, I think you have to wear masks, but I'm not sure. Huh. I'm not sure if it's if it's the new government's in. Uh, part of that, but the inauguration doesn't happen for another couple of days. So, anyway, moving on down to uh, our favorite. Uh, our, the, hey the, Scott, one, one quick question: Yeah, do, do they do a military parade for the Korean president's inauguration as well? I don't think. So. No. no, no, he's he's this guy is a little different. He wants to do. He's going to meet with the public. And do like a public meet and greet before the actual inauguration, which I thought was interesting. So, uh, so my my uh, politically incorrect comment of the day is going to be: uh, it doesn't matter to me much in terms of. But I have to say uh, that parade and, and and every parade like that is really cool. I'm sorry, I don't care what side you're on or whatever, so, but I'm but it's it's just cool to watch. The, the the irony is, as I watched just last month, I watched, or actually not even last month, it was maybe two weeks ago, I watched the North Korean version of the same parade, basically. And the funny thing was, were the crazy similarities, like the two generals in the cars, you know, and they come up and they salute each other, and there's two cars, and then they follow, then the one car follows the other car. Mm. That's exactly the same as the North Korean one. And it's so in a, a handbook somewhere. Well, I was going to say I think it's an old Soviet kind of you know form and that North Korea just copied it. But And by the way, do you like do you like the Russian uh, Rolls-Royce knockoffs that they were in? I mean, yeah, those, what is that a Zill? Is that do they still make Zill. those? Yeah. Those are nice, but I I have to say, and maybe Joe will back me up on this, maybe not. I I am not a fan of the marching style that most of the units were doing it seems to be that like rolling kind of sloppy march that the the navy does well that's a that that's always been a russian thing and that's it, you're right um marines we kind of pride ourselves on our close order drill and and they pride themselves on that weird stuff they do over there but it's just uh sloppy looking well, well you know what i'll tell you what that, if you re, if you really want to you want to try that out the 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 color guard that marched all the way through Red Square down, turned around in that in that goose step. Oh, That's yeah. not easy to do, man. Yeah, and particularly with that level. Of you know, uh -oh. another thing uh -oh. that I really like about their parades is um, 
their eyes right, right for the for their yep. tankers. They don't yep. just they don't just do an eyes right. I mean, they puff up and you know it's it's yeah. pretty cool. They do a pretty solid it's job. A, yeah, a chin up type thing. Yeah. All I'm saying is, yeah, this. solid drill platoon. This right on, tight. Oh, it's, it's yeah. all it's all good. It's all good. I'm you know, Klingons just do it different. That's all. <laughs> right, Klingons. I, I mean, no, it's you, true. Just remember, the Chinese are the Klingons of, of Earth. Uh, um, nineteen people watching. Man, thank you so much for uh, coming in and watching me cough. I appreciate that, guys. Um, <laughs> let's let's let, do us. Listen to us debate the merits of various various close order drill. Let's let's uh, let's see if we can get some a uh, hundred uh, likes uh, for that uh, COVID cough that, that I may or may not have. Um, yes. All right. Moving on. Mario. I right. see no reason you can't have both. I don't know what the obstacle to that would be. So, what is? Uh, I'd rather have the military that wins. And well, I mean, you know, you know, the old guard and the Marines both do very uh, fancy things, while we both also kick ass. So, I mean, by the way, like... if you looked at the, if you looked at the standings for the last fifty or so years, track standings for. You mean our track record? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you got to remember the we we have an elite military, but we've got a, a bunch of uh, losers in the State Department. And, oh, I, and, I, I was going to say, I'm are like, we talking body count? Because body count's been great. I think we, I think you could say that ultimate outcome is sort of what is the determining factor. But yeah, but just like ever since Vietnam, every time we've had a major engagement, we've just smoked anyone who's ever stood up to us. I mean, exactly. I was going to say that the guy on the ground can't affect that. He's just body count. You're, we you're all the, the you're battle all of issue where we cut you're, fence and run. We still 19 losses versus 3,000. I'd say we won. You're all such a bunch of warmongers. That's all I can say. <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, aren't you proud of us? You, you know, did did you guys did you guys see that meme that was going around today about like the uh, the uh, I I felt sorry for Joe because it picked on the MPs a little bit, but uh, it it had like the guy who was all kind of stressed out. He said former MP that never uh, never deployed, and then the other guy was like a like an old like a sixty year old hippie uh, on the beach, and you know with with like a shaka, and it said uh, actual like special operations guys that. You know that went places and did things, and it was just kind of drawing a comparison between the two. I, I don't know was... what kind of MPs they were who never deployed, <laughs> man. Damn, bye. Five dollars. Yeah. Um, just a right for five dollars. Remember one of Fort McCoy's legends, the camo Budweiser truck that made beer runs to the field for the weekend warriors. So that you know. That is not uncommon. There was there was almost every uh, place I went. There was at least one gut truck that would show up out in the field that would have hidden beer or hidden something in it. Um, Don't know and, what you're talking and, about. And I and I also heard I also heard about one that he, that he tried he tried to, every time he heard the uh, the National Guard guys were in town he would try selling them dope, but. I, well, here's I, the other I don't thing. Know I ever a, met that guy. As an MP, I would never advocate this, but if you make friends with uh, range with, personnel, um, the guys who don't drink, and you get those days where you're allowed two beers, those two guys get two beers too. Yeah, Just the Marine saying. Corps birthday. You get what? Um, you got one, two yeah. beers and a vodka, right? 
Well, it's not just that day. I mean, there's steel beaches and things like that, but um, you just, well, you all know. I all I remember is that my Mando uh, Fun Day. My Mando brigade Fun was day. my my brigade in Iraq was uh, uh, attached to First Mardiv and then Second Mardiv uh, in uh, Ambar Province. And oh, so and you be- got some real class. You got to come and be be with the real fighters. All right. Well, cool. I mean, I mean, I got I've I got three damn combat patches out of one tour, you know, uh, and two of them are Marine combat patches. All right, nice. gentlemen, I love this, but as producer, I'm going to say we've tried to start this uh, this segment three times now. I think it's I time know. to kick I, look, I take great pleasure in the fact that we have um, completely spent derailed seven our... minutes avoiding the discussion of the Azovstal steel plant. I can sum it up. Wrong. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll it's Scott, it's I got quick it. today. I got this. It is There's quick. guys in the basement. They're still fighting. <laughs> but I want to know if we shook another and, pipe and well, another NATO general fell out. That's well, make, no, real but quick, the, the, the part you before, forgot is the civilians are not there anymore. That's it. Bef- That's the only before part we actually forgot. before we actually move on. I want to uh, pro- say and production Wa- will start again next week, right? Steel. Juan Cholo is correct. Leave it to the politicians to pull defeat from the jaws of victory. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the issue, right? You'll get that no is that is absolutely that is absolutely the issue. All right, real quick, uh, Mariupol. It's going to take me thirty seconds to do this. Russian forces continue to conduct offensive operations to the Azov steel plant on May eighth. Commander of the Azov Regiment uh, stated that the Ukrainian defense remains in Azov stall after the evacuation of all civilians. So there's no more civilians; it's just soldiers. Uh, and that fighting is ongoing within parts of the plant itself, i.e. the Russians have broken into their defensive lines. The Russian authorities are advancing efforts to integrate Mariupol into Russian economic system. So even though the fighting is going on, we get this. Head of the self-proclaimed Donetsk People Republic uh, visited Mariupol's commercial port along with a Russian a deputy prime minister for construction and regional development on May 8th and claim the products will start moving through the port later this month. <laughs> I thought that was order show. Oshihara show. Yohatu Bivra. I think right. we uh, I think we missed a five dollar real quick. Did we? All right, of course. Yeah, that's just about Wisconsin National Guard. It's it's okay. It's see, uh, anti-comedy for five. It seems there's a possibility another Wisconsin Guardsman reservist here. Honey Badger is sneaking in. Hmm. Yes, well, I, I just hope we don't have any Guardsmen sneaking into uh, Azov stall to uh, get themselves rolled up with all these uh, Azov and Marine guys. Um, 130 people watching live. Thank you very much, everybody. This is awesome to have these kind of numbers Uh-oh. on a Monday morning. Uh, I don't know what we're doing right, but I just hope that we don't offend you too much. All right, moving on. Uh, the last part of the map. Uh, Kursan Oblots, the uh, the Russian forces did not make any confirmed ground attacks on the southern accents on May 8th. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Ukrainian general staff reports that the Russian forces may be preparing for a potential offensive in order to improve their tactical positions and fix Ukrainian forces in place. Russian forces focused on reconnaissance and regrouping uh, frontline units in likely preparation to renew offensive operations on the southern axis. Although uh, the likelihood of their ability to do so successful is doubtful. Satellite imagery notably showed Russian forces concentrating uh, on you know, anti-air missile forces and MLRS forces in northern Crimea. 
such reconnaissance and renewal uh, measures indicate that Russian troops are reportedly uh, preparing to start offensive operations, likely in the direction of Zaporizhia and Kiviri, which is we identified a long time ago as, as kind of another one of those inter intermediate industrial uh, objectives. Uh, but if they do the kind of damage to it that they're doing to Azovstal, you know, fat lot of good that's going to do them. Well, Scott, on the Kirsten salient, um, <clears throat> that Mikolev city is is key and important for symbolic reasons. It is the headquarters of the of the Ukrainian Marines who have done a very good job defending. So if well, they could more, take out that symbolic target, it would destroy morale along that. More important, more importantly, that's the southernmost area that they would be able to cross uh, that river right there uh, in order to get access to the, you know, Odessa area, uh, which is, as, as I think everybody on this panel knows, has been one of their kind of key, uh, key things for the war since day one. Hey, Scott, can we at least touch on the weirdness that happened on yes. Snake Island? So I've got Wait, according I've got to the media, Snake Island has just disappeared. It no longer exists. <laughs> well, I mean, the the, the following well, stuff. You know why? why? I was gonna say, you know why, Joe? It's because the Ukrainians have bombed it into the Stone Age. Uh, let's pull up these. Uh, let's do the link of with the boats first. Okay. The, yeah, the UAV versus pretty, boat. I mean, it, well, as 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 insignificant as it is, it's kind of a cool video. Well, this is this is a new one. So we saw a, a video similar to this. This one, you actually get some color video, and you can actually see what the boat looks like. Um, so this is different. This is a different boat than the ones we saw get blown up the other day. Um, here's another. So there you can kind of – actually, there's another view where it sh that really shows – there you go. Look at that. So this is these are those uh, those fast attack kind of patrol boats. And it's, I would say it's analogous to some of our SWIC kind of things. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> PBR it's got, kind of deal. Yeah, it's got a, I we're, think it has a 30. Going, we're going up above Dalong. That's. PBR. Yeah, Dalong Bridge, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is brown water Navy kind of stuff. Um, it's got the, I was reading about it. It's got a 12.7 uh, uh, millimeter cannon. Uh, well, cannon. It, it's basically a 50 cal machine gun on the front on like an automatic um, turret. And then it's got two PKMs on the side. So it's got some, it's got some t teeth, but uh, it's definitely. Scott, you need no to look at Char's it. member message and then figure out where you missed one. Uh, let's see. What am I looking for? It's because for some reason the member messages oh. do not show up at all on StreamYards. Uh, yeah, can you no, read her member it. message? I I will using yeah, my monthly I, member I message to tell you you missed a super chat. Uh, let's look up and see which member message it was. Um, there's the Wisconsin one. We got that. There's the camo Budweiser truck. We got that. Got that one. Uh, must have been above that. Uh, oh, I've got the totally not COVID virus. No, we got that one. Russia's Wait, losing the PR war. We got well, that one. How about oh, this but one? There's ten dollars. Yeah, let's get that. Uh, you keep looking, and I'll keep trucking, and then we'll figure out where we meet in the middle. Um, ten dollars. Yeah, I've got that. Bill uh, Crawwell for ten dollars. What is the relevance of Snake Island to any Russian invasion of uh, Odessa? Uh, Bessarabia. Demp and I are debating this on Twitter. Okay, so I'm going to give you my short version and then I'm going to open it up to the actual Marine who knows a lot more about this stuff. So essentially, uh, Snake Island is a, is is 
is a forward jumping base to be able to go from uh, from to give you a land uh, base in order to be very close to the uh, uh, to the Ukrainian coast. That being said, uh, as close as um, they are with uh, with Crimea, I don't know that it's super important, Joe. I mean, the only thing would be is is being able to put some artillery actually on us on a on a on a stable platform to fire, but I don't know that that's close enough for much of anything. Yeah, I, I um, don't either. I, I think can, can I think you locate it on a map and it'll show an island it does make yeah, a very yeah, good me, logistics base though. Let me give it to you on a map. Iwo Jima of the Black Sea in this instance. I mean, it's you don't want that in your rear if you're running an amphibian. Well, as assault. I said, it makes a good um, a good uh, forward logistics base, right? I, I can yeah. put all my stuff there so that I can just use the landing ships to run troops and not necessarily supplies, uh, and they're not sitting on a giant ship. So. It, it it could also be a, a place that you could get the uh, you know you could set a field hospital up something along yep. those lines you know man post uh, a whole nother you know, and if you had uh, if you had F thirty fives you can take off and land pretty easily. Uh, well, while you're well, while you're flying at subsonic speed, F thirty five Bs. That's yeah. right. Vert- Maybe. Vertical. I mean, they, they they're having a really hard time landing even helicopters on it. Even the helicopters that I've seen have even been pulled up to the to the kind of rolling watch, watch, lower the gate stop. Watch your, you're not you're not you're not doubting the combat capabilities of the F thirty five. <laughs> Come on, hey, watcher. Go ahead and open that uh, drive, uh, the Warzone article, because it's got yeah, a lot yeah, more I, video. I, I had it open in yeah. here. Sorry. <clears throat> so, so anyway, the best answer to Bill is that it, it makes a great command post and logistics base where you can dump stuff off as an intermediate staging area. So, so these are two F thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, F thirty five. SU twenty sevens flankers. Yeah, they are doing doing the Lord's work on Snake Island. Uh, I guess this is over the last couple days, um, and then also anti aircraft uh, site on there was uh, was taken out. Uh, I think we saw that actually the other day when we saw the video where the missiles started shooting out after the uh, secondary explosions. Wow, look at that! That's some uh, secondary right there. Yeah, yeah, I've been told that one is the Torah system. Okay. The, the the one that we just saw explode on that far tip over here. Mm. I, I was I was reading a breakdown somebody did using Mike Lee's tweets. So the, so nobody thought to put an S three hundred or four hundred on this island, is that right? From what I understand, they were relying on cover from the ships surrounding, and the ships surrounding did actually did some pretty good damage to the attackers. Yeah, but. Did they shoot? Did they shoot an SU twenty seven down? That's I heard. I heard an one SU twenty seven was damaged and forced to return. One SU twenty seven was shot down, and then there's video of a helicopter with disembarking uh, Ukrainians just getting annihilated. No, the the helicopter I saw was uh, was a Russian helicopter. It was reported Russian, and then when multiple different people went to investigate it, it, it was Ukrainian. I don't know how you could tell. Uh, helicopter type. It is kind of interesting to note the the pier is still standing unscathed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they well, both use. If I'm going to retake so. that island. I need the pier. 
Yeah, but it was about the pods that were seen mounted on the sides. Or at least go, that's... go, go, go to the uh, Warzone story. Let's see what they say. This is this is the oh, oops that 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 is the Warzone All story. Right, so let's 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 go. That's, that's I'm just that's linking down the videos that are on there. I know. I'm just let's go look through here. Who's got an echo? Uh, I'm looking, and it appears that the Ukrainian Navy owns a couple of those same boats that we just saw get blown up. So, I don't know where they would. I guess the, I guess they could have. They they probably still have some boats in and around Odessa. Some small. Most boat, of their boat, yeah, 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 or up at Mikolay, because those would be boats that the uh, Marines would be holding on to. For just that sort of purpose, right? H hitting I'm, Snake Island, or I'm surprised they don't have the helicopter uh, image on there. You know, let me go find Mike Lee's. Well, anyway, there's a purportedly a helicopter taking off from Snake Island, uh, getting hit with a uh, a UAV uh, munition. So here we go. Or Rob Lee. Why do I keep saying Mike Lee? Well, because you are impressed by him as a senator, uh, and you just want to shout his uh, Wait, name to the mountain. Wait, that's a senator? Yeah. Senator Mike Lee. Hmm. They have exactly two of those. I mean, this is this is the same uh, drone that was that we were just watching. It's got the same like markings on it. That's a bad day. That's yeah. going to mess up the paint. I just can't imagine why the Ukrainians would even have a transport helicopter sitting on the island that long. I mean, they don't no, have any people I. on anymore. That's because it's not. It's it's Russian. You're, I think you're getting bad info. Well, I, I, uh... Maybe they're landing to recover a pilot. That was know. my point. Is is they just had an SU twenty seven, or they just had one of those frog foot shut down. That was it does, whatever it was that was doing it. Like it was a, just shut down. Um, it does look like a that looks exactly like a trap profile, right? That's why it was on the ground that long. Get out, grab him, get back in. But and we don't know what like we don't know why they're trying to pound Snake Island. <clears throat> we were just going over potential reasons, but ultimately we don't know. There could be. Some I'm not sure why the Russians uh, to to kind of play devil's advocate to your point. I don't know why the Russians would use a helicopter to assault troops onto an island they already hold. They would just move them by boat. But I don't know that they're assaulting troops onto the. Island. They're not on a. They're not on a landing field. They're just kind of, you know, they're weird. just at a crossroad somewhere on the island. Well, I know. I mean, when you zooms out, you'll see that that you don't really have a lot of a lot of options on the island. It's pretty damn small. You couldn't yeah. even do. You couldn't even put an airfield on this thing. I was really surprised how small it was once I once I saw yeah, it. See, yeah, see how small it is. Yeah, but if I, I'm gonna my, land him, I'm gonna land him on the pier. I would. I would just say that my thought is that they're probably doing Kazovac. It's probably Russians doing Kazovac. Could be. That's possible. Let's like see. after a, after the Su twenty sevens come in and do their thing, and then you know they think they're free and clear, so they fly the Mi eight in, and this guy's this little drone is still hanging out. And anyway, all right. So uh, 
Yeah, so th- just, you know, there's it's been about five days or actually three days since we've uh, talked about this stuff. And, you know, definitely stuff happening uh, all over the place. Um, never, uh, never a dull moment in Ukraine, huh? Um, so let's move on to uh, the big party in Moscow. Speaking of dull moments. Um, so first of all, was it did was anybody disappointed that they didn't march prisoners through the middle of Red Square? I was. I know. I was, I was too. I was really hoping we'd see some, uh, you know, some Roman triumph style kind of stuff here. But it, the thing that really kind of my initial impression uh, of this, the thing that really kind of stuck out to me was. And I, and I think that might that this may be for obvious reasons, but the, uh, the just this the small number of vehicles that were featured, uh, you know, of each type, right? Normally, you've got six or so of each type that come through in like these successive waves, but in this case, it was all fairly, you know, like onesies and twosies of, of each vehicle, just to kind of show one off and and then let it let it go on past the most impressive thing were these guys marching there that we just saw and they were the best marching unit in all of russia i want to know is this really a uh a chrysler s300 that they've dressed up hold on isn't Come that the a-u-r-u-s hmm what's on the badging let me look that up the rs senate hmm. no yeah i mean so i'm just kind of looking at the chat now let's see <clears throat> so let me let me hear let me see a p in the chat give me a p if you watch the parade on youtube i know it's early in the morning and this happened over the night so probably not meant that many of you guys saw it so depending on if if a lot of you have seen it <laughs> we might not uh we might not show as much but if if you guys haven't seen it we may show some uh p paul boomer so hey, did you guys wait a second did you guys notice the little rc car running around yes. with yeah. the camera on yeah. it yeah <laughs> wally yeah they're so, lucky nobody shouted slava ukraini as they blew themselves up in the middle of this i'm oh, gonna man, that uh, i like how they talk to each other car to car I'm going to toss this real quick. This appears to be a custom mod- These appear to be custom made RS Senates. They don't appear to make a uh, a convertible version of it, but that's what it is. It's a Russian automaker. All right. What do they make? Like 15 of those a year? They're not uh, exactly well known for their good looking cars, so that's kind of a uniqueness for them. It. it I. I think as I'm reading this, I'm. I'm betting that this is going to have Chinese influence. Ah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, it was it was designed to be exported to the Chinese market originally in 2018. Uh, I got you. Well, it could take over for the uh, the Buicks, you know. I, I Ch- believe Chinese that scene was Buick. supposed to uh, it's supposed to be a hat tip to the uh, Russian and the rest of the forces meeting on the on the Volga. You know what I mean? Or not the Volga, oh, the, the, the Elbe. You mean oh, coming boys. together? Yeah. Yeah, I got I got bad news about what the Russian army has planned for you guys. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> By the I'm way, so... has anybody noticed how much weight lost, that Shoigu has lost in the last yeah. seventy days? Yeah, he has. 
I'm, well, good I'm, for him, though. You know. I, well, yeah. Well, I hope he's lifting. You know, and and, and eating right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't see. Uh, I just don't see Shoigu as a uh, as a just a like a real battlefield kind of general, though. I mean, he gets the ass chewings, but none of you know, and the and the glory, but uh, you know, he doesn't get any of the actual field work. The other question I had is, how many of these dudes are going to be dead by this time next year? I was just going to say, weren't the weren't the uh, weren't the blue beret guys we were just looking at VDV? Um, so not all of them. There are some uh, Marines, I think, that wear blue berets. Yeah, the, the Marines that were wear, the guys wearing the blue jackets and the blue beret. Yeah, were were naval infantry dudes. Ah, uh, never mind. I like I think those... these guys are mechanized. I think the brown berets are like uh, you know, they're mechanized guards, infantry. motor rifle. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm just uh, it's poor VDV guys. Uh, well, the I'm... VDV the VDV guys that I saw in this were actually had on their combat uniforms. They actually had uh, hel- the the helmets with the goggles on, and their blue and white t shirts showing. Well, I mean that, that's because they've got, that's because they're that's because they're scheduled for another unsupported drop directly after this. They've been told it's a training exercise. CW asks an even better question: uh, How many of these guys are going to be dead this time next month? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> So uh, somebody estimated that the uh, number of troops that are shown here is exactly half as many as are estimated to have already died in Ukraine. So essentially, the troops that you see here times two is is what the and there's the little. <laughs> it's a steady cam on an RC car. That's actually kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the shots are good and and the driver is really good. He gets like right in front of tanks and stuff. Whoa, 140, uh, 141 live. Make sure you're hitting that like button. And if you're new to the channel, give us a sub because, uh, you know, this is uh, unique information you're only going to see here. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about military stuff, but I'll be honest with you. You can't find uh, too many channels talking about Ukraine and Russia and all this kind of stuff without uh, everybody being Ukraine cheerleaders. So, Stan, um, you're, our, you're our resident Russian expert. Well, way, you... way to interrupt me there, uh <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, just, I, was doing, I was doing a channel pitch, man. I'm so curious about this, though. Like, what what percentage of of this this Soviet stuff is tossed in this year specifically as a message versus? And he has no shame. Year? He just continues going on with his question and not even acknowledging the fact that uh, that I pulled him up short in front. Still of no him. respect. A hundred. I know. A hundred. And we got 145 people watching live. Watch. Apologize to our audience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, real quick, is, Kevin Dorf for two. Okay. Kevin Dorf for two dollars says if we uh, got in a war with uh, Miley, would gain weight. <laughs> it's because of all the ice cream you eat. Can he gain I, I, more weight? Well, I don't know. I can't. I shouldn't say well, that. Wait until you see the Ukrainian general later on. But okay. all right, watch it. Go ahead and ask your question. I'm sorry. No, I mean this is like look at it. it it's continually flashing, and that's why I can't help myself. It's literally well, everywhere. You have you have to remember what this parade really commemorates and that is is a victory in europe in 1945 and, and the soviet union aspect of this is a historic reference so that's yeah. every year what, then to what the country was at that time so it's there it's there every year some years more than others it was it was pretty low-key this year um but I, uh, to piggyback, so, though, I do find it interesting that in that combat video we saw, every soldier in it was wearing a Soviet flag on his shoulder. Yeah, that, that's absolutely. my point. 
Well, there's so so we've been seeing that on and off throughout this whole thing. I mean, essentially, you've got two kind of camps: one that venerates the Soviet kind of power that they had, and but they don't really venerate the communism as much as they venerate the the power. Uh, and then the others that are more the kind of Saint George uh, nationalist stripes that that view uh, the current Russian nation as an extension of the Russian Empire from from before. Well, and that's actually what. Vladimir Putin's personal right. opinion is right. He said the Soviet Union was a great thing, but communism was stupid. Right. Well, and Stan brought this up, and I, I want to grab this image just to to be able to toss it real quick. Um, yeah, it's the it apparently it's the Virginia Tech colors. Yeah. And it, so this so this is the George, Saint George, uh, the colors of Saint George. Yep. It's tech. <clears throat> it's also on those uh, Chechen Adidas uniform tracksuit uniforms. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it, 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 if you look at it, if you look at all the the um, if all the veterans and uh, and um, I believe Putin, too, they all have a little pin with that on there. Well, and Germany just, over the weekend outlawed the wearing of the St. George Cross, which is actually kind of a slap in the face to some of the residents. But whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it is a religious kind of uh, amplifier, but. Um, is that so, even a word? Is it Go true ahead. that we've that we've had U.S. soldiers that have gone to this every year until this year? Not not every year, but it, yeah, the, in the past the foreign, there has been the foreign participation has been pretty consistent, but this year there was little of if any uh, foreign participation. Yeah. So um, the the other thing that uh, that I wanted to point out was you talking about Soviet kind of stuff in the background. Um, you remember, World War II was won as the Soviet Union. So the banners that a lot of a lot of these units have uh, continuity going back into the days of the Soviet Union, and and many of the battle standards and banners that they fought under um, in historic times were are brought out for ceremonial stuff like this. Now the one thing I will say, stars and bars, guys. You know. So really, real quick, going back. So we just saw a a, a, just a real small segment of VDV guys go by, but they 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 were gone in a second. And I looked for this when I was watching. They keep going back to these Marine dudes. (coughs) They show these guys all over the place, but then the VDV guys who are in their combat gear only get shown like for a couple seconds, a couple times. So we saw the first clip and then i think we'll see some more here after these marine guys right there well so you see the vd they're just not featuring the vdv guys at all well so here like i said i think you get this one shot and then that's it well that's because russia is a being a militaristic society you know vdv kind of stepped on parts of their anatomy and the russian marines are not so they're very big on things like that. I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't I, I don't know that anybody's covering themselves in glory. This is the Ruskavardi. This is the national uh, the the kind of gendarme police uh, type. These are Cossacks. So, um, at what point do we talk about what they spoke about? It, yeah. it seems to me that I mean you've got this visual presentation. Right, and the emphasis is on past victories, yada yada yada. The Soviet flag. Does anybody um, happen to have a uh, transcription of the uh, of the speech? Hand I don't have it right in front of me. I was looking at it earlier, though. I've got the one I posted. That's that poor translation we were discussing. Well, um, just kind of pull pull some 
pull some lines out that that stand out to you. I don't have a copy of it, other, or if you guys want to send me a link, I can I can read off. Well, the, 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 the line that I thought was was one of the lines that I thought was pretty poignant was um, Putin was talking about the fact that we've tried to express our uh, concerns about security. We've tried, we've tried. Nobody wants to listen to us. And from there, he went directly into NATO, but even less about NATO and more about the United States. And he threw in a couple of social shots, too, about um, traditional values, Russia being sort of the bulwark right, of right. traditional values. Um, based, yeah, based on traditional values. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Check private um, chat. I've got an Axios article you can read through that's got some quotes. Let's see. I think that's interesting right there, the symbolism. You know, the old, uh, what is that, a T-34 or T-38 in the front, followed by all the brand-new Tiger vehicles? Well, so these aren't Tigers, actually. These are uh, the the first two. I think the first two are actually Tigers, but I think that, yeah. The rest of that Reese, yeah. Yeah. And then you know they go they go they go kind of BMP to BMP three and so they go like the earliest to later in the series, <clears throat> and then you can see that Saint George see the colors right there on the side. That's essentially yeah. the colors of the uh, Russian army, I believe, is that's how they've adapted that. Um, and you can see so they've got their kind of uh, their APC that's based off of the Armada, the T fourteen Armada uh, platform. They've got that one. That's the one that's kind of bulky in the back. These are the uh, you get, you get, these are your T seventy two B threes right there. The walling <clears throat> operator is really good. Yeah, so he's I'm really... going gonna, gonna to toss this in. I, I think Putin must be watching the same YouTubers that I do because he accuses the West of preparing for in the invasion of our land, including Crimea. Hmm. So this is from the T fourteen Armada here. This is, there's only two of them in the uh, in the parade, but there were three lined up. So it's kind of like uh, it's like where's the, where did the third one go? We it was spe- for air defense. Well, it was spe- it was spe- speculation that uh, it, it had some uh, trouble on the start line, and it was seriously though as close as Moscow is to the rest of NATO. This must have been a there must have been a conversation or two about what could happen here. Yeah, there's that new T-14 Armada. That has not been fielded uh, at all to the Ukraine. That that tank is still on. It's not under development anymore. It just, it's been too expensive for them to produce, uh, mass produce so far. And so uh, I doubt we're going to see more of that. If anything, I think we're going to continue to see the updated T-72s be the workhorse. Isn't it weird seeing the exhaust underneath the front bumper of those? Yeah. Especially if for fording operations, that's kind of a bad spot, right? Okay. Is that Kadriov? I think it looked like him, didn't it? It's yeah. not. It's not. Oh, no. Okay. It's a cousin then. <laughs> Beard wasn't long enough, I guess. So uh, definitely showing off these MLRS. Uh, systems they've been using those uh, plenty here lately so uh it's a kind of appropriate that uh that that they show so many of those i mean and then so he, these are those uh, scander uh platforms 
uh, more of the MSTA. Uh, these are the guys we uh, who we have on our uh, thumbnail today. It's kind of like you know you you only saw like one of each type of tank, right? But with when it comes to the artillery systems, they've got tons of them. So I mean, maybe that's you know maybe they've got plenty to spare of those. But they we're, but maybe tanks close. are short supply. We're pretty close to the ICBM. <laughs> so. Yeah. And uh, honestly, after this, there's not much. Yeah, so they, they, yeah, VDVs in the back. There's the ICBMs. I like how he has four fire extinguishers on the front as if that's going to save any lives if that thing catches fire. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, uh, Yeah, so this is the new wheeled APC that they haven't fielded yet either, uh, at least not in any numbers, and we haven't seen any uh, fielded to uh, Ukraine yet. What's what's this flag? It's just a unit flag. I think it's a uh, yeah. There's there's the look at the. It looks like he's getting ready to get run over, but he's so he's getting ready to bomb the convoy. Yeah, RCXD from uh, Call of Duty, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's the parade. Uh, the only thing that we didn't see specifically was the uh, the speech from Putin, but we've talked about the content of that. So, guys, overall impressions. I mean, I didn't expect. I honestly didn't expect to see the uh, the prisoners paraded through Red Square. I I I was hoping to see it, but I didn't expect that I would actually get to see that. Maybe they still uh, are uh, under the illusion that Geneva's a thing, so they didn't do it. So one of the things that the, the actual the commentator said that and I thought this was interesting and then this video popped up right after the parade uh, was that this isn't something they just do in Moscow. This is something that almost every village kind of does their own kind of celebration for the veterans because they'll have these little sh- veteran shrines or or memorials in, in every little town. And so they'll have, you know, the local military band or veterans band or whatever get together and they'll do a, a little ceremony. And so that's what this appears to be, a smaller, kind of more, you know, local uh, version. So I thought this was interesting. And just the little kid up in the window uh, marching along, I thought was good. So go ahead and play this video. <laughs> so not all... Not all Russians hate their, their, you know, there's there's some broad support outside of Moscow for, uh, for the Russian efforts. Is that a bearded woman? (laughs) (laughs) The kid's cracking me up. I don't think they have that problem in Russia. You know what though? That kid could be anywhere in America, really. It's true. Well, but the you know people are people everywhere you go, right? I mean, they're all the. I'm not you know. sure. Somebody needs to kick. I don't know out of there. I don't know what he's doing, but he's just out in our uh, chat. <laughs> I see. We're gonna put you in timeout. Yeah, I'm not cat and fodder. Well, at least he's not the porn bot that we normally get around this time. To it, you know, 
Once again, we're, we're looking at 150 oh. uh, people watching live right now. Hey, if you guys haven't uh, subscribed to the channel, please do hit that subscribe button. It's free, right? It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and at least uh, hit the like button. Uh, let us know that you had a good time uh, checking this stuff out. Uh, and so we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to our next topic. And it kind of builds off of what we've already been talking about. Um, you know, this parade was, uh, was symbolic. A lot of people thought that um, that Putin was going to call for, uh, he was going to refer to this special operation as a war or that he would announce a general mobilization. These are all things that I didn't think were going to happen, but a lot of people uh, anticipated something like that. And while... He may he may eventually do that even in the near term. Um, I just didn't think it was going to happen today. And I thought this tweet was good. I think was Stan. Was it you that shared this one, or was it Ron? I think it was Ron. It wasn't yeah. me. I like this one um, because you know, and and I I retweeted it out there, and, and you know, and I basically said, "Wow, sounds familiar, doesn't Joe?" And then I tagged it Joe in it, and uh, <clears throat> and essentially. Um, you know, basically, it's the whole idea of the uh, you throw a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But if you put a, a frog in cool water and you slowly crank the heat up on him, he'll just sit there and eventually boil to death. Um, so the first thing we did was denounce Russia. And then we sanctioned Russia. Uh, then we began to demand direct intervention. Uh, financial aid went to Ukraine. Arms went to Ukraine. Targeting data, which apparently we didn't do now. Uh, went to uh, to Ukraine and basically we're at war. And then this final uh, quote. So this is good. I only have ten seconds left uh, for each of you, if you could. But if they wrap this uh, with a Ukraine funding and a COVID funding, I'm just going to talk a little bit over this so that we can't completely get claimed or anything because it's the right thing to do for ukraine i mean obviously there's a lot of politics involved and there will be domestic debates here at home i'd love to talk over this guy but, but at the end of the day he's not that important we're at war and we're not just at war to support the ukrainians we're fundamentally uh at war although it's somewhat through a proxy with russia and it's important that we win i i, I like how he says it's only somewhat through po proxy i mean you know what it makes me wonder what kind of briefing has he got uh in dc that he knows more than we do because based on everything I've seen, I mean, we're not at war with Russia. We're just supporting a country that they are in uh, at war with. I mean, I think you could I, I think you could make an argument that we're at a proxy war with Russia, but we're not in actual war with Russia. I mean, what say you guys? Well, Putin said the same thing. Putin said that that the full on war is inevitable. Yeah, so. and he said essentially that they're fighting NATO now. They're not fighting really yeah. Ukraine. They're fighting the the weapons of NATO. Uh, you know, so he 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 went just shy of saying we are at war with NATO. But you know, uh, Stan, I mean, when you saw this, was were you like, well, yeah, that I agree, or was it like really? Oh, this, none of this is surprising. You know, we said this several weeks ago that this. This and Roe v. Wade are the midterm election strategy. So pay no attention to the southern border. Pay no attention to five and a half dollar a gallon diesel, which means. So you're, you're at you're at wag the dog with this one. Yeah, I'm, Basi uh, basically they're they're prepping the battlefield. So to get us ready for when we, when yeah, two weeks from yeah, now, when and, we're and actually that's, been, that's been going on since last December, to be honest. Yeah, um, no. so it's it's. Uh, 
none of I mean, you, you, if you're paying attention, this is not new information. Well, I mean, I, I think, Joe, I mean, you and I have both been strong proponents of it's almost like somebody there in Washington is trying to, to make this like a thing, even though it's not a thing. They're trying to make it a thing. Almost. No, they are. Literally, they are. <laughs> so uh, plenty of people in Russia are, have gotten the memo. And so these guys are starting to take this seriously. So the one the, before we play this, Watcher, the one thing I want to say is, oh, so who are these guys, right? These guys are hardliners, right? These guys, you know, in my view, you know, from from Western society, in my view of of what I don't want Russia to be. I mean, I want Russia not to be our enemy. I don't necessarily think they'll ever be our friend, but I don't want them to be our enemy because they don't need to be our enemy. Right. That being said, these guys are our enemy. These guys are the enemies of America. And these guys are talking Russia into going the next step that this is basically these guys are doing the exact same thing on the Russian side that that guy uh, on Fox News was just doing, saying that I didn't know that Grace Bannon had moved to Russia. Look at that, <clears throat> right? <laughs> Unfit to meet the needs of our armed forces and the entire economy. Uh, so basically, he's saying that they need to move the entire economy over to a wartime footing, and that they need to re-examine potential socialist policies. Military socialism. If only we had a word for that. Huh. All strategic resources, land, factory, everything else placed under government control. You know? oh, a centralized like plan. fascism to me. Well, it's national socialism to be specific, but what do I know? Uh, you know, and so essentially, but basically what we're doing, what, what the West has done has turned Russia, who is a ornery, you know, not, not very friendly, but, you know, essentially, uh, you know, the, you know, a nuclear power, you know, they're pushing them further and further towards China and, you know, ch towards not working with us at all. Well, well, but, but wait, hold on a second. They can't possibly be fascists. They're calling themselves anti-fascists. Now, are, are you, Isn't are that... you is this, is, is this the second, is this the second clip? Uh, yeah, that was that was part two. You we, we'd already gone through the, the the first link. Let's go back to let's go back to the beginning of part two because th that's a separate kind of thing. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, one talks about basically nationalizing the uh, the gov the economy and everything like that, and then so <clears throat> we, we we had just done this, and then that was the next link down. All right. Uh, okay, so go on to rearm takes time. Yeah, yeah, ah, that's the okay. one. I thought I thought that's the one you had played. Okay, so this is the same show, but this is a different guy, and he's now this guy's talking about the reality of what it's going to take for them to actually be able to fight us. The mobile, how soon can this mobilization can we get? The first fighter aviation regiment, uh, we'd get it by New Year's. We don't have the reserves, the pilots, or the planes. Well, we should mention that that there was supposed to be an aerial component to this parade that didn't happen because they didn't have. Yeah, they the, said uh, the they said they said weather, but I don't know. It makes me feel like there's something else happened. That we're the not weather didn't look all that bad. <clears throat> so the form of uh, he says it would take 90 days to form a new tank division. I think that's very generous, but. Uh, because we don't have modern weapons and equipments in our so, so they would have in 90 days with old stuff. So sending people with arms with weapons of yesteryear to a to a, a 21st century war against no, NATO standard weapons. 
this is yeah would not be the right thing to do i mean so at least somebody over there is is thinking you know in terms of sense this is you know well <coughs> I, I don't know that that's true because uh, i think you're only facing modern best and brightest equipment when fighting the uk and the us the rest of them no, are... he, he's he's talking about the javelins he's talking about the in-laws he's talking about the precision guided stuff he's not talking about like the the t-64s that the ukrainians have stand by yeah. five dollars yeah, I got it. Glenn, yes, the point. alien for five dollars says, uh, "What part of thermal nuclear destruction are they forgetting?" Apparently, all of it. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, is that I was thinking about the the nuclear deterrent value that Russia has. Um, the one thing that they have that they can always go lean back on is their nukes. Right? They've got actually more than we do, but both of us have are in the in the neighborhood of five thousand plus. And so, you know, Stan, tell me what you think of this. Why would Russia might not need to use a nuke, but it might need something less than that. But they don't have less than that. They need, say, they, what they really need is 500 brand new modern tanks, right? So how could, how could Russia mortgage their, their nuclear arsenal to China in order to get Chinese support? for, you know, industrial support to help rearm. Yeah, I'm not sure that there's value to the Chinese. Chinese have what, 350, 400 nuclear right. weapons? Right, not, not a lot. Uh, enough, to, enough to probably meet their strategic uh, objectives. Um, I, I think what you'll see if, if, if you take the monopoly, monopoly game analogy and the Russians want to mortgage, you know, Pacific Place or north carolina avenue it'll be on an economic basis it'll be it'll be the chinese getting a foot in the door in into oil production you know we've talked about what happens with exxon steak in Sakhalin island we've talked about what happens with bp steak in in siberia that's a more likely way to achieve objectives in terms of helping to refurbish or replace Russian equipment, then, then I don't think they're going to give up control of the nukes because they, they, they know that that's, that's the touchstone in terms of security for a country that is 11 time zones wide. I mean, that's, that's, that's just where it is. Well, the one, the one thing I wanted to, you know, I wanted to draw the comparison. The first video was basically talking about reordering the, the Russian economy on it's basically a, a, a Nazi Germany esque style economy, um, but you know but something that, that's that would not terribly that's not terribly different than what Russia did during World War Two. Okay? Right, right, right. Well, what I was going to say is that that could be considered well, like you know, crazy advice, right? I mean, I don't know what's so crazy about it, especially if you if they feel like they're going to be in a, basically a total war with with NATO. <laughs> Uh, Terry knee for ten dollars. So, what's the smallest uh, nuke Russia has? I don't know. Um, it comes in a suitcase. They, they yeah, I would say small they, tactical nukes. Yeah, yeah, they, they 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 never stopped developing their tactical nukes like we did. They've got very very small nukes. So, and Russia's uh, strategy is that they believe a tactical exchange could be won. So. My, I, I will I will tell you that uh that just the dial a nuke what is it the W or the B yeah the W sixty one uh you know our dial a nuke will go from like a sixty 
like what is it 600 megaton or 600 600 Kilo. kilotons down to like 0.5 kilotons so 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 even our our general use bombs can go very small um i i don't know watchers going to look that up for you and uh and and but the 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 point i was going to say the next the video the next guy uh he is actually giving wise counsel uh you know hey listen it's going to take time for us to like if we're going to field new divisions if we're going to field new forces you know there is there is a cost to that and, and and the least of which is the time that it would take in order to field these these things and uh and so i mean that's that kind of goes stand to your point of like what we're probably going to see is a slowing down of the conflict at some point only to allow it to kick off again you know at a time of <clears throat> russia's choosing because it's able to rearm and kind of re-equip yeah you know there'll be i think between now and winter setting in late this year early next there will be one big push on odessa I, uh, you know, we talked about when that might be. That guy's shirt—he looks like Gordon Ramsay in that chef's jacket <laughs> that he's got going there. But uh, uh, there'll there'll be a big push. It's not this week. It's not next week. It may not even be next month. Uh, but before the winter sets in, they're going to try to do some things that will expand the foot the footprint. I'm reasonably sure of that. Um, before we go any further. I want to just push pause on this discussion because um, I know, uh, Stan, you got to go in a little bit, so I don't want to catch you on this. Um, okay. Uh, Joe. I, tell can us. I just stop for a second? If you yeah, roll that tape back and one of these guys says that Lavrentia Berry is Bur exactly yeah. the kind of guy that we need to be running stuff, holy cow. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, I wanted the, yeah, I I wanted to get yeah. to, so this is the third of the clips, right? And it, so it only gets so just when you thought you you've had some sense enter the chat with the guy who says it's going to take time, then this new guy comes in and says, "We need Berea back." Which <laughs> which we which we have appointed here as the head of the uh disinformation governance board. That's right. Oh, did I so, say that out loud? My bad. It, yeah, That's not just, disinformation, YouTube. If, if I remember correctly, Berea was the head of the NKVD, which was the, yeah. uh, yes. which was the predecessor the of who, the KGB. He's the man who famously said, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. So Yeah. He's he is the he is you know uh, he was ruthlessly efficient uh, and uh, definitely the prototypical secret policeman. Yeah, um, he he will find a crime that that you've committed to get you locked up. So I mean, seriously, that's that's a dangerous point right there. Before we talk any more about Bria, though, Joe, I'd love Yo. for you to tell the 137 people watching live, uh, tell them a little something about uh, tacticalwisdom.com. All right. Well, tactical wisdom is a uh, is a spot to uh, to learn a little bit about current events, learn a little bit about preparedness. And you might even learn something about that book that's been hanging around on your house you haven't opened in a long time. So um, I, I had a guest post over the weekend by somebody who is uh, all about growing uh, herbs for, for medicinal purposes. You might need those when there's no more pharmacy open. Uh, and I also wrote one uh, earlier in the week about standing on your principles because we're kind of almost at that point. Um, so from that blog, we've created three books, uh, the Tactical Wisdom Series, where you can learn basic preparedness skills. Um, but not like the ones you get everywhere else. I don't, I don't talk about guns. I don't talk about buying the latest and greatest gear. 
I talk about practical skills that you will need to go with all your other stuff. So um, we've got three books out now, uh, plus a notebook. And uh, last night I wrote two more chapters in Tactical Wisdom 4. So check them out. Yeah, very good, man. Uh, you know, definitely uh, one of the high points of, you know, the, the, the things that I'm happiest about with this uh, channel is the uh, attention we've been able to shine on some of uh, you guys. Um, you know, between you and Mike and, you know, Mark, who doesn't ever come on the show anymore because uh, he's so damn busy. Uh, you know, you guys have really, uh, you guys have definitely um done a lot for this channel and is just a little bit i can do to give back to you guys hold on hey, I was waiting for my tactical breakdown of pizzas it's very simple it, pineapple things that swim and things that fly don't belong on pizza there it is all right well with that hot take i just want to remind everyone that uh if you want a uh, a, a special uh a graphic put on the outside of your envelope you have to order it a, a particular way. And how do they do that, Joe? Oh, yeah. So if you want to uh, get a special graphic on there, either send me a DM on Twitter or even better in the Gilded uh, Cargo Shorts Appreciation Room, uh, write what you want. And uh, I believe that uh, over the weekend, Antikami uh, might have featured some of the artwork I did uh, on his envelope for his patches he bought over the weekend. You know, Terry Nee's uh, been listening to some of my conversations with you here, Joe. I know. I was just about to, to reply to him on there. But, Terry, that's that's what the Tactical Wisdom uh, YouTube channel is for. We're working on that content. We just haven't had a lot of time yet, but that's definitely coming. Short little 10-minute takes, right, on, on how to do crossing a danger area, how to, how to set up your belt, different things like that. Going to be good stuff. Do you want to pimp out the specific video we got coming up here pretty shortly with Sniper? Yeah, so uh, we're going to do a little little crossover with Sniper's Nest. He um, he moved recently, so he wants to update his uh, bug out bag. So what we're going to do is he's going to fill his, and I'm going to fill out uh, at the same time, fill up my uh, get home bag and talk about the differences and what we put in them. It's going to be kind of a neat thing. Oh, very cool. Uh, so anyway, that's, uh, you know, just one of the many, uh, creative people who are part of the channel, uh, appreciate you, Joe, and, uh, for everything you do for the channel and, and tacticalwisdom.com. I can't plug it enough. Uh, it's good stuff. Um, hey, so uh, breaking news, uh, for those of you who are Asia hands, um, history, this is from the history rhymes department. Ferdinand Marcos Jr. is set to be elected to be confirmed as being the new president of the Philippines. So he oh, did Lord. get elected. Wow. Well, that's no, I mean, I, I think that's probably a good thing based on uh, the, what we've seen out of Duarte. Well, but now, Duarte's, I think it's Duarte's daughter is the vice president in that ticket. So it's, uh, can, it's can, a very, it's a very Philippine solution. Can we bring up yeah. that his name is Bong Bong? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the philippines dude it's well I, it's Amelda, apparently Amelda's right there with him so uh you know Amelda is one of the most interesting people i've ever met i mean we'll, we'll do I, island we'll, we'll mexico do a, is a weird place man <laughs> we will we will do a philippines segment maybe one day we can talk about Amelda. yeah so you've met her oh yeah yeah i was i uh, senator birch by of indiana uh evan's father um, was 
delegated to help negotiate a return of some of the ill-gotten gains um, uh, from the Marcos family. And I got, he picked me to go along with him and help him out. This was a, this was an amazing uh, series of conversations with Melda. And, and it's, it's going to be in the book to, to agree, but I don't <laughs> mind talking about it at some point where it's appropriate. That sounds cool. After um, you've appropriately paid him. <laughs> hmm? I said af- after they have appropriately paid you. No, I no, I mean it's just uh, that it was uh, the, the the Philippines has had one really good president and that was the guy who went to West Point Ramos and and it's a shame that he was no longer involved because Estrada was a disaster afterwards and Duarte is Al Capone uh, but that's a whole different deal. So let let's move on to the rest of this topic. So we have uh, we have we've talked about we need they need a national socialist government. They need uh, you know they need um, to take their time so they can build the military they need to actually do, get work done in Ukraine. And then they need a guy like Berea back. I mean, so this just I mean if this doesn't convince you that these guys aren't the hardliners that are in it to win it. Uh, I don't know if a Berea is the way you win it in the in the age of social media, but uh, they've never seen a more competent, smart, and humane humane leader. leader right? Holy <laughs> of all the words I would ever use to choose Berea, humane oh. is not one of them. Well, followed, I mean, followed by this, he never punished anyone. I, you know, I, I, I feel like competent though. Probably, you know, if if if, well effective maybe you know but you know it depends on what you were attempting to do right um so you know this continues on the the theme of are we at war with russia right i mean apparently according to that guy up front we are at war but according to the white house and according to dod we are not at war there's Uh, literally no other way that ukraine sunk that ship i'm sorry and that you not the U.S. intelligence help that did not help uh, sink this ship. All right, and so it came from no other uh, a towering source than White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Jen uh, Psaki's comments came aboard Air Force One. So first, she says, "Let me first say to speak to the reports, they're inaccurate. We did not provide Ukraine with specific targeting information for the Moskva." We were not involved in the Ukrainians' decision to strike the ship. The Ukrainians have their own intelligent capabilities to track Russian vessels, Saki added, and boast a greater level of intelligence and access to intelligence in the region than the U.S. does. This, I mean, I'll be honest with you, the last one is the biggest lie of them all. Which is why we provided them with with subscriptions to commercial Intel satellite services. As part which of our are, aid packages, which are there, but they're still just commercial intel. I mean, this yeah. is essentially the same thing that everybody in the world has. Well, yeah, we but that's my point. That's my point is that they didn't even have that. They didn't even have right. what you could go out and pay for. We do not provide. So this is, uh, let's see, Pentagon separate denial says we do not provide intelligence on the location of senior military leaders. So this is something we talked about uh, uh, last week. 
on the battlefield or participate in the targeting decisions of the Ukrainian military. The fact that they're saying this makes me think that they do do that. But I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but you know, it just seems very well, the Ukrainians themselves not... claim that we are, right? When I mean, uh, there's uh, Ukrainians uh, coming out saying, "Hey, Russian or Americans run everything here." So, I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. Oh, I just want I I think um Scott, you said we did not I was reading the text as it scrolled by. It says we do not, you know, little little tense. Right, you know, right, right, future, right. Whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, we do not provide. That's correct. Yeah, which to me is a much more uh, a bigger tell of a lie. You know, he's denying that. You know, not he, that we he did. Can, or he, anything, yeah, he can. But, he can say I never say that we didn't do that specific and, thing and then i the said old, that what we I, exactly. I was commenting on what we were doing at the time and then and, and i mean and, in the and, next 10 minutes we're not going to totally do that yeah and then the other thing um when you have saki saying you know something about intelligence capabilities um and and they're not uh again an interesting note semantically is they're not saying uh human sigint imminent you know whatever right uh, so so you can make the claim that and, and it's probably very, very true that on the ground, human, their capabilities far exceed ours. No fucking doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Uh, so under the cover of that large umbrella, you can then say, oh, they have better capabilities, which is bullshit. Right. Wait, you, yeah. that's exactly and, and then in the other th the other thing that's interesting here um, from what we've got from uh, – you know, un unclassified resources. Uh, the um, the, the uh, Russians have not, uh, you know, encrypted their communications much at all. Right. Um, so therefore, you know, it's a radio. It's a fucking radio that's transmitting. Anyone can listen to it and, you know, do the uh, translation of what is being said. So okay, yeah, you know. So therefore. U.S. SIGINT capabilities aren't, you know, necessary. You know, there's, there's no fucking encryption. So it, it's very typical of, yeah, I'd say any administration, but this this administration uh, to be very clever with the way they word things that yeah. have some apparent baseline of truth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, they're just they play so fast and loose with this kind of stuff. And so, here, so let's talk about other ways they can get around. Eighty-one million votes, guys. Eighty-one million votes. Most just popular saying. president in history. Please, by the do way, not even, by, please, by the way, please. one other last one other last piece here, and that is: isn't it amazing to y'all that um, all those Russian guys? longing for the days when Georgians ruled the Soviet Union. So Stalin was a Georgian. <laughs> Beria was this Georgian. I mean, what the heck? Um, anyhow. They, they want that famous Georgian efficiency back uh, back the where it belongs the Russians, in the Kremlin. The Russians have lusted after Georgia for a millennia. Maybe um, they like that Georgian wine. Well, hell, well, that's, yeah. that's where all the Dakas were, right? Down in Georgia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're even I, Georgia, adopting... Georgia's an amazing country, man. It really is. But uh, um, it's it's tough. They're even adopting strategies from back then, too. Specifically the Stalin stuff. Apparently, yeah. they're even coming after uh, uh, America's important men. Yeah, so... so yeah, you talk talking about the Elon <laughs> Musk thing? 
Well, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, Elon, the, the Elon Musk thing, but also hoping to be able to, to draw this into, hey, did you know that Stalin tried to assassinate John Wayne? Well, yeah, that is true. But again, a little little far afield on that one. <laughs> well, the, before we uh, before we go farther, far afield, the thing I wanted to mention about on the uh, on the Intel stuff is that it, it would be very easy for us to not tell the Ukrainians anything while sharing it all with our NATO allies and then having designated kind of uh, channelets or cha- conduits or channels within from our NATO allies to s- pass along specific and or even develop targeting data. Um, many of our Polish brothers were were you know very in you know probably involved in JPL type activities and, and and understand combined joint targeting very well uh, as well as anybody. Uh, so I mean you know they Just... could. You could have targeting and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, fusion and effects groups going on that uh, that involve no U.S. participation whatsoever. Um, you know, if I were a writer and I am uh, and I were writing a book about this, you know, like as a fictional thing, this is the kind of thing I would come up with in order to, you know, make the Americans look not so nefarious, but still help. only out we knew any authors who wrote intelligence thrillers. Well, that's right. Well, that's where I, I was kind of going with this. I don't really know anything about that. Can I, can I ask an interesting <laughs> question? I mean, apart from the U.S. and U.K., who would who would be the, the, the premier intelligence of those smaller NATO participants? Does anybody know? Les Francois. Oh, the French okay. are good, right? The the English are good. The... Oh, Canada. Oh, yeah? I've uh, heard that, too. Not, not, well, I've, no, I've I mean, heard as not as much as they used to be. Only as an intermediary. Yeah, the, the Canadians could be a cutout. That's, yeah. There's no question about I mean, that. That's true about that. It's not like a three-star Canadian general just fell out of a pipe. in. There's no uh, significance to or coincidence that Justin himself was just there well right. my my you're really thinking that huge conspiracy stuff that's your that's your key indicator well but so was bono and so i was <laughs> well and and, and america put our uh our our Gucci jill, boots jill on the ground there. that's right yeah well, dr jill was there Pol- poland had a lot of uh you know fingers in the in the jsoc pie uh during their entire time over there in afghanistan so that that would it's have a lot of that's cuz the grom are bad motherfuckers yeah, yeah. well and, and but and to to that end i understand their intelligence service is not that bad either well but, there's a joke know. in there somewhere yeah well <laughs> <laughs> that reminds Polish. me of uh you remember remember um a bridge too far uh gene hackman is a polish general yes, uh, yes. I, i'm a pole and considered smart by some which makes me the member of a true minority <laughs> <laughs> he's he's one of my favorite actors and he's just not you know one of the big name sort of thing i mean you know he's not celebrated so much hey, it's, it's going to be bad joined the u.s marine corps at 15 years old lied about you know, it Ishmael brings up the important question about that visit. Which costume did Justin wear? <laughs> Cossack. He came dressed as a Cossack. A, black fa- a blackface Cossack. <laughs> nah, man. He, he wore his he wore his skinny jean suit with you know open shirt. See, I yeah. was thinking no tie, didn't, he, didn't he change into his Klaus Schwab 
sort of Star Trek costume at one point in the. <laughs> see, see, I, I, I thought that his I, he likes to blend, so I thought he would dress like literally mimic whatever Zelensky was wearing exactly. You know, go for the whole twins thing. Yeah, yeah. Show up in a show up in a five eleven hoodie. Exactly. Five Eleven is getting a lot of free advertising from Vladimir Zelensky, Voldemir Zelensky. Well, well, but the the funny thing is, is how much you know the Chechens are wearing Five Eleven, the Russians are wearing Five Eleven. I mean, I bet, I bet none of it is real. It's all probably you know knockoff Chinese stuff, which is oddly enough what Five Eleven is anyway. It's all knockoff Chinese made stuff anyway. Oh, buy my five point one 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 shirt. Um, Stan, I know you need to uh, probably yeah, pop smoke a- here. Have a great day, guys. And uh, where can they folks you. find you? I don't want to be found. No, no, seriously. Um, and we're we're moving into that phase of the operation. <laughs> yes, in, in, into the uh, into the uh, the close yes. hold phase. Right? Yeah, right. No, right. I, we're planning security Twitter, apps for the Duchy of Montana. So on, <laughs> on Twitter at the Virginia gentleman, on Twitter at Belsky Otriad, which is literally moving forward as we speak. And, and and a new a new identity. I'm going to be splitting off the economic commentary um, out of the Virginia gentleman and just using that for social and political commentary. So, at Sir Sigmund, Sir where Sigmund, we, where we have appropriated S I E G M U N D, where we have appropriated another. Um, uh, another famous person is a false flag for me to say things that uh... so if you don't know the story of Sigmund Warburg he was one of the more interesting guys of the late 20th century uh, merchant banker spy politician financial Rasputin and, and uh, so we're going to be posting more economic strictly economic uh, commentary here so uh, I, I somebody in the uh, somebody in the chat said that the or, or I I I don't know if it's the chat or did I see it on Twitter, but somebody said that the only green on their uh, on their uh, chart today was the VIX. So uh, looking forward to that kind it, of a well, it, the timing on the economic commentary I think is going to be appropriate, and so this will be a venue for um, more than what we do in, under the Virginia gentleman, and, and far more focused on certain aspects of it. it we're we're going to add a line. It's not investment advice; it's just commentary. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Have a great hey, day, well, guys. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming. All right. Yep. Right. Bye bye. See you. And um, so this really kind yeah. of this this kind of uh, probably puts a good bookend on uh, this episode. It was this was so this was a uh, this was a an interesting weekend. Um, a lot of interesting stuff has transpired. Are we at war with Russia? Well, that's a big question mark, right? I think it depends on how you describe war. I would have said. So I, 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 I'll leave it with this. Like there, I had a Twitter, uh, I had a, a Twitter exchange. Was it, who, is that Corgi? Well-armed Corgi, is that his uh, Twitter account? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Well-armed Corgi from our chat here. I haven't seen him this morning. Um, he's normally here. But anyway. Yeah, uh, angered him this morning. Well, I don't think I angered him. I mean, you know, because he he was he you know his his intent, his th- thing was that we've been we've been at war with Russia since 2016. I personally think we've been at war with uh, that Russia's been at war with Ukraine since 2014, and we have just sided with Ukraine on the political side of that. Um, and you know, but he talked about Russia. You know, I, I don't know if he was making the argument for Russia collusion or Russia gate as just being a kind of a, 
I, I I wasn't quite sure where he was going with that. Um, I my personal opinion is 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 the jury's still out on what the hell exactly happened. I just don't. I didn't buy any of the charges that were brought up against the president. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that guy's you know Lily White or anything. I'm just saying I didn't buy any of the stuff that the left was bringing up against him. Um, you know, could he have done something else? Sure, he could have, but um, I saw no evidence of it. Um, that being said, we, we are not at war with Russia. We shouldn't be at war with Russia. Russia is not necessarily a natural friend of ours, but they're also not a natural enemy of ours either. We have no interest and in real intersection with Russia. Now, if you're talking Europe, then yeah, that's a different story. Russia and Europe have natural intersection and natural direct interest with each other. That's the reason why if anybody's going to take care of this Russia problem, it should be Europe, not us. You know, we need to focus on the things that are in our national interest. And I will go back to this time and time and time again. That is the Persian Gulf. That is the, uh, the Western Hemisphere because of the Monroe Doctrine. Any, everything on this side of the world, we need to fix that shit. And then that goes to China and the uh, East, East Asia uh, theater. Uh, you could say Indo-Pacific, but... Uh, it's all kind of uh, goes into each other. Those are the areas of interest for the United States. Um, we don't have a reason to go to war with Russia. We don't have any, uh, you know, inextricably in linked, uh, you know, relationships that we need to, you know, have uh, ha have some sort of uh, deep connection with everything that they do. Um, if anything, I think Russia has has more in common with the West than they do with China. Uh, and I think that we could persuade them by hook and by crook, both through the carrot and the stick, to uh, side with the West uh, over China. But um, we're doing everything in our power to make the opposite happen. And, and eventually we will have to fight Russia uh, if, if we continue to go the way we are going. I, but I don't know why that is. I don't think that's uh, inevitable. Um, I think a different political leaders could could make different things happen. But what do I know? So you know what they're going to say now, Joe, don't you? That means they're going to say that the guys like me and you uh, that say these things are, you know, Russia files or, you know, Putin shills. They're going whatever. to. They already do. Well, you know, I mean, nobody's actually called me that yet, but I'm actually fairly critical of I'm I'm fairly critical of Russia over the whole Ukraine thing. I mean, just you know, wait. I'm also that that tweet you were talking about, Captain Chaos will be down there in the bottom calling you that pretty soon. Uh, Captain Chaos, I don't care about that guy. He's a you know he's he's a good dude. He's just a little misguided and passionate, right? You know, passionate. we have those well, mis his, mis his, his heart is in the right place, just a little over the top. Yeah, look at look at Char. Russia cucks. That's us. <laughs> Russia shills every day. Oh, I'll, you know I'll, it. I'll I'll, I'll take it from uh, from Char. I tell you what, Char, you call us Russia cooks all you want as long as you subscribe and like the video. <laughs> you do that. You you do that, and and I'll take it. Damn Russia shills. Uh, you know, you you got me. You got me there, Bob. You Imperial Guard shill. You, you got that uh, double eagle there. I see it. Hold on, guys. I'll I'll bring this one back. It should help take care of all this. Yes, this is these are our this is our uh, the triumvirate of, of oh of, yeah you know of power that supports our Lord and Savior uh, Zelensky. That's the only Z that we stand for is Zelensky. There are no other problems in the world at all. Well, right. I'll be honest with you, Iraq. Uh, it, 
<laughs> Iraq is more our problem than anything else on this list, but Afghanistan, not our problem. Somalia, not our problem. Libya, not our problem. Syria, not our problem. Yemen, eh, to, the prob- to the extent that it's a problem for Saudi Arabia, it could be a problem, but really it's not a problem. Palestine, not a problem. I mean, none of these things yeah, are I don't really see our problem. I don't Ukraine, see those as not a problem. problem. I see them as opportunities. <laughs> well, th- no, there you go. I mean, if you want to call it an opportunity and actually <clears throat> the best, almost every one of these, Put that list back up. Oh, oh, uh, there we go. The way we should think about all these countries, right, is we shouldn't think about them as how, what we should do to get involved with these countries, right? What we should do is we should think about which ally of ours, which partner uh, in the region is close to these countries. So I, Iraq, right? Um, you know, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, right next door. Uh, Somalia, right across the way from Saudi Arabia, next door to Djibouti, Kenya is in that neighborhood. Um, You know, these are some of the people we could work through. Libya, I'll be honest with you, not our problem. Uh, Syria, you know, once again, we're looking at, you know, Turkey is our uh, ally nominally, but not really. So let's look, if we want to work with the northern Iraqi Kurds, if we want to work with the Jordanians and the uh, and the Iraqis, then we work through these partners not getting directly involved. Enable people to take care of their own shit. If you force if we had forced the Afghan army to 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 fight its own battles in two, by two thousand and five, I think the I think Afghanistan would have cha- turned out differently. I honestly I do. I agree. The, the only thing I would add to, to that is, um, you know, I mean, to a degree, yes, we already do that. But um, like I said, I see it as an opportunity in, in, in my books. If, if you read through them, I pick places as as a place to fuck with an enemy of some sort, whether it's China, Russia, whatever. Because um, I want to, you know, I want to take a great big rock. I want to put it in their rucksack and have them hump that bastard. Right, right, yeah, right, right. There you go. You, that, you, that, you, that's, I mean, in my series in a nutshell, that's, that's what it is. And, and, and this, the, the, the character doesn't get involved in U.S. domestic policies because his charter doesn't, he's very tempted. He wants to, and be, because you can't really have one without the other, right? You can't have a foreign policy that, you know, yeah, has to be backed by a domestic policy. But I mean that's that's kind of the general idea. But I, you know, and that's what I mean by going on the offensive. I want China to have some fucking headaches. I want them what? to have a Vietnam headache that it, will it, slow them down while we can catch up and get our shit together. Yeah, it's it's not so much about kneecapping or 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 putting a bullet in, in the belly of your opponent. It's just about creating dilemmas. You know, make them. Think about something else other than the thing that you exactly. want to preserve, right? Exactly. And so you create other dilemmas, and you force them to kind of divert, you know, their resources to those dilemmas. And then that, like you said, it buys time and space to uh, to be able to do what you want to do from, you know, yeah. from a position of strength. So yeah. um, that would be nice. However, this, Tom, you still have that domestic element. That's a little under. <laughs> kind well, of I'm, up, we you know? I could I couldn't have segued into your promo any better if I tried. So go ahead well, and tell I, them about the what um, we're talking about here. You know, in the pre-show we were talking about something on on, on your timeline regarding <clears throat> Turkey, uh, yeah, and, and Russia. And 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 uh, you know when when I wrote the Baltic Chain, um, 
you know, that was a time ago. And, and, I, and frankly, I may have made some mistakes um, or, or not deep enough um, thinking, I guess. Uh, so, you know, I, I make some, um, not assumptions, but uh, conclusions, perhaps, that aren't 100% perfectly accurate from a historical basis. You know, but it was a very specific set of time, um, which is all fine and good. You know, it's a fiction book. Uh, but um, I thought we were going to kind of cover that a little bit, um, and we didn't. Yeah. Uh, but actually, what we were just talking about, as far as the books, that really is kind of the, the, the general basis is, you know, we sit around, we as Americans have have sat around and, and reacted. That's all we do is react. And, and typically we, we probably react poorly or, or insufficiently or, or, or overreact. Um, and, and I don't like that. I, I'm an offensive person. <laughs> Take offense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I like to go on the offensive. That's how you win ball games, right? You, you don't just sit there and, 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 you know, wait. Um, so that, that's the kind of the general idea of the, the broad um, books. And, and you, the guys that are there in the chat, they are reading it. You have to kind of keep going and, and watch where this thread takes you because it, it's meant to be a comprehensive statement, really, frankly. But it's it the, the, the value of the books really is, is are the comprehensive nature. When you when you look at all these little gambits that are done in China and this and that, they're little kind of pinpricks. But if you look at them as a comprehensive whole, yeah, I'm probably starting World War Three, but that's okay. It's a fiction book. Well, you no, know, the one I think you're right on the money. I mean, there's all these kind of little things, and you know, it's if you can't pin down exactly what starts the problem, then it then it it's probably okay to do. But you know, the you know how it is is in the real life, it always comes back to somebody. Well, I'm looking at Diatica's um, comment there, recent. China's been foreign enemy number one for 20 years. Again, that's that's really the the baseline of the book is that is the the, the puppet master. And then you have these subordinate little, you know, little things like Iran, you know, little things like Russia. Um, but really, at the end of the day, it's it's China. And really, at the end of the day, it's 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 an economic war. And that's where we're going to get smoked. And the discussion earlier, um, I think Stan was getting into it a little bit. Um, I, I, I think China, when they bit into this Ukraine thing in January and through their support, again, I think that I think China's assumption was this will be over in a week, two weeks. And, it, you know, this Ukraine thing has evolved and now China's a lot more standoffish. So I mean, the discussion we had earlier about uh, material, materially, will China produce, uh, you know, overtly produce uh, munitions or what have you to replenish stocks that, that Russia needs, uh, their, their enthusiasm has waned, I think. So it, again, these things, these things are interesting and, and we'll, we'll watch. Uh, so anyone that wants to read that kind of stuff in a fictional format, uh, that's what the series is about. Uh, we're doing, and you don't have to go there, Watcher, but we're, we're doing some YouTube stuff on Radioactive Redhead um, where we uh, we 
she reads because my voice sucks ass, but she <laughs> reads, um, you know, excerpts from the books. Uh, and I think hopefully by the end of this week, uh, she'll have started into the second book of doing that YouTube thing, which is when towers fall. Uh, and she'll do a bunch of those and then she's going to go right into, uh, uh, an audio book. So I think the first audio book will be when towers fall. And I do that on purpose. Um, Las Vegas is a little technical, uh, kind of dry for reading, um, uh, not reading for, you know, reading it on YouTube or whatever. Uh, and, and, and the warlock himself really comes out in the second book anyway. So that's really in the basis. So I, I, I love it when people, uh, you know, write little reviews on Twitter, you know, their thoughts on Twitter or something. It's really nice. Um, and of course, if you do read stuff, you know, please, please, you know, drop a review in the Amazon space, whatever the fuck you call it. Um, and, and, and hey, while you're there, just, yeah, leave it, leave, leaving reviews helps, uh, you know, everybody, whether you get Joe's or Mike's or anybody's books, uh, if, if they're, especially if they're an author that you interact with, please leave a review. Uh, it really does help. I'm going to, I'm going to hit this one. I don't know if Joe saw this. <laughs> It'll hopefully pop up on Twitter. Um, the symbiotic nature of the Joe oh, Mike Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this. And look at that. You get Jar Jar Binks once again. Jar Jar Binks is in there too. <laughs> uh, but it is just kind of funny. And I, it, but I think that comes from specifically from this show. Uh, the guys that are um, watching the show are, are often, or a couple times at least, buying your books and my books at the same time. Yeah. Um, and if you don't recognize it, that comes from one of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Symbiotic, blah, blah, blah. That's enough. That's enough. That's yeah. Enough. No, that's that's awesome. Uh, definitely give uh, Mike's book a look. Um, you know. Hey, by the way, did uh, Watcher did uh, speaking of Mike's books and Joe's books, did uh, our 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 contest winner ever come forward? I haven't seen it yet. Hmm. Um, do we want to give him one one last yeah. chance today and and say? Yeah, so here's here's the deal. We're going to give one last chance today. Between now and Wednesday, you have to claim your prize. Um, and what was his name again? I'm pulling it up. I have to grab my laptop real quick because I did it all on there. Uh, he, very, he very well could be in the in the chat. By the way, before while he does that, um, Holly, uh, you turned 49 tomorrow. It's nice to know that somebody around here is at least six months older than me. Um, so, uh, happy early birthday. Uh, yeah, these people are young. Oh, you know, somebody asked a question earlier about the, uh, the, the school hit. We don't have any additional information yet. I thought we might, but, yeah. um, Bionic B has, uh, has found a lot of video where they turned a lot of those schools. I'm not, I'm not justifying Russia in any way. I'm just saying, hold on a second. Uh, they turned a lot of those schools into factories for war supplies. And if that is indeed the case, then there's not much that can be done there. Yeah, it's a legitimate target. You know, we yeah. we actually covered this in the opening days of the of the war when we saw um, in school camera footage of them like cre making like camo nets or something like that yep. inside of a a, a, a a school that had been abandoned or, or evacuated. So um, 
That's pro- that could be problematic. Dyadica calling me a young and oh, bless, bless well, your heart, honey. And here's the other thing: in these war zones where there's active shelling and everything going on, um, do you really think children were going to school in the midst of all of this? So those casualties, could yes, well Joe. Be. Ukrainian children are the most dedicated children and well educated as well. Didn't you see the picture of the uh, teacher who was teaching his class from his trench over the internet? Oh yeah, yeah it, it has to be cell phone. Yeah, um, from a cell but, phone. But the point is, is that those were probably the, the the casualties were probably soldiers sleeping in it or or folks making things. So it's very easy to grab that first headline and go, "Oh my God, look what they did!" But then you know. Give it forty-eight hours, and you're like, "Oh, well, that probably wasn't nearly as bad as we thought." So. Well, I saw you wrote that out in the timeline to to somebody that made a comment. Said, "Wait, twenty-four." You know, quite frankly, you know, it's very wise um, advice. You know, especially you know in the war, that's it, it's chaos, and you just can't go on the first report. And anyone that's been a staff officer or you know, staff NCO, whatever, working at a headquarters. You know, it looks at pretty much everything a little dubiously because, well, you know, that might not be right. You know, it's not corroborated. So let's kind of wait just a second for the stuff. Yeah. And don't forget the pregnant mothers. Yes. We can't forget those. Yeah. The, preg- the pregnant crisis actors. Who- <laughs> the one literally, right. one literally was a Ukrainian like Instagram model or something. <laughs> well, but she apparently she legitimately was pregnant though. Okay, so Taylor Albin. Taylor Albin. All right. If anybody here knows Taylor Albin or Taylor Albin, if you are in the ch- chat, you have between now and next Wednesday um, to claim your prize. You could message any of us here on the on the, but obviously myself or Watcher would be the best ones to to. Uh, uh, you know, but any of us will get the uh, word to the others, um, and we will get that prize out to you. Now, if by the next show you don't claim your prize, then we're going to redraw. You know, and so uh, we're going to use the exact same list again. Uh, we'll just remove your name from the list. Um, so we need to be more uh, more specific in the uh, n- the instructions for the next time that essentially you like have 2 weeks or whatever to claim your prize or whatever Agreed. if you don't and if you don't claim it then you know then we just essentially redraw so CW yours yours will be on the way I tell you what but I uh I I tried to order the patches yesterday and uh, uh, it was Mother's Day. So I'm going to yeah, order patches do, today, and I want to put one of those in your pack as a special extra surprise. Yeah, we just wanted to add a patch because we're getting ready to get those in. So uh, that's the only thing that's holding yours up. So if you don't mind, if you don't want a patch, we'll go ahead and send it. But if you want to, if you, if you don't mind waiting for a patch, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get one of those in there for you. Um, okay. All right. Well, hey. We we did the promos while we still had more than a hundred people in the in the chat. Thank you guys, everybody, for coming out here. We had over a hundred fifty people uh, uh, live. I think that's a record for us. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm not sure who shared us out there, um, but that's how we grow, right? Is you guys tell your buddies that this is good information, um, and you just you know it's it's that you just. Share it and you're a friend of a friend and, you know, it's word of mouth, right? 
So appreciate, yeah, at 136 likes, yeah, this is a, this is one of our better live uh, turnouts. So, um, so I'm gonna stop while we're ahead. Um, th- Might thank as well. you guys so much. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you to the panel. Yeah, you guys are awesome as always. Great information. Um, if you haven't subscribed, please do. Uh, it's free. Uh, hit that subscribe button. If you hit the bell for notifications, YouTube will let you know whenever we go live, uh, so you don't have to worry about uh, keeping keeping time. Uh, and then uh, share this with your friend. And also make sure you're checking out tacticalwisdom.com. Um, also the Tactical Wisdom YouTube channel. And uh, make sure you follow these guys on uh, social media. Of course, miss. Bless you. And happy all, birthday, uh, Holly, while you were smoking. Holly, that's right. And and all of the links are down there in the description below. So oh, I have uh, one thing for Holly before she goes on her birthday. A leaf. She knows what we're talking about. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> and with that, uh, thank you, Watcher, for uh, your hard work once again. And <laughs> Huh? I, I'm sorry. I was distracted by something. About the wistful <laughs> memories of uh, low gas prices, yes. I'm going to say uh, that's a very, very old picture. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and two years as, ago. As always, as as they try to derail me, as always, you guys stay safe, and uh, we'll see you on Wednesday.